0: The Sega's dead, Henry, and nothing important ever comes out of Sega at this point.
1: Well, no, there was a bit of news, but I didn't see it worth, like, newsing on at all, even. Like
0: all Sega news. Um,
1: like, Sonic costumes exist for the upcoming Dude, movie. Dude, I
0: almost fucking put that on the list this week. Good God! Uh, Why? I, I... What?
1: Because they're, they are in the process of remaking the fucking design. You would think that they would hold off and making costumes of Uncanny Valley.
0: Coming soon to... Uh, so, A, no, those costumes were already in production and they're coming out whether that movie came out or not. Yeah, Two, I'm coming soon true. to Dead by Daylight. Weirdo, an original version of Sonic CG trailer. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest of killers.
1: Yeah, just make just make uh, the the new Sonic mask an optional skin for literally any of the killers. Yeah,
0: I you could build a whole horror franchise just around some ooh, dude wandering ooh, around. Throw, in that mask. throw it
1: on either the clown or the nurse. Sure, let's just double the horror. Sure, so that you can still see. I mean, is they're very clearly dressed as clown and nurse. Put it so in so Death Garden
0: like, as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it would make more sense for it to be, you know, the scavengers
0: make it the hunters. No, no, so it's the hunters wandering around just going, gotta go fast. And the scavengers <laughs> are like, oh shit, yeah, we do. <laughs> also, they have that boost. Yeah. Come here, little hunters, you gotta go fast. The harvest demands you go fast. This is all still Sonic jokes. Yeah. yeah, that made yeah. me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 175. We are still a podcast, in theory, about video games and other stuff. Less so about other stuff these days, it seems. Uh, We've not been quite as tangential, but yes, welcome podcast about video games. As always, I am Mordak Undivided, aka Charlie. I think I did that in the wrong order, and I'm joined by Alex, aka Mave Online, and Henry, aka Nomad Har or Kraken Zero. Or I think there's a long list of gamer tags we could throw here, just to really mess with people like on increasingly <laughs> specific platforms. Like, oh, on his Friendster account, he's oh yeah. On Steam, I'm Berries and Cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck that. <laughs> Change your game. <laughs> I hate your Steam like gamer tags so much. <laughs> as someone who works hard to unify my gamer tags, and then you're like, "Oh, I got my gamer tag on everything except Steam. I'm a bad Captain Crunch flavor." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, no. no for
2: context, on Steam you can change your display name. Yeah, yeah my I username know. Username is Mave Online, but we but see my it as fucking name berries and is yeah. berries and cream.
0: Yeah, yes. we see us that. We're like." Oh, it's the off-brand, off-brand character from South Park. It's he's not Crunch, it's Ber- not, like what was it, Berry Crunch, whatever that guy's name was. He's Berries <laughs> and Cream, the sidekick to an already shitty character.
2: <laughs> I figure it's more the creepy-looking guy who danced around when they offered him Starburst in a commercial, like, over ten years ago. And
0: no one gets that
1: reference. <laughs> I don't get that either. I guess because I don't really watch commercials.
0: So, okay really quick before we that go what's a
2: Starburst
0: old man? Yeah. Okay.
2: So a long time ago they do they did these commercials with like these two guys hanging out. I guess it's a train station. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you want some Starburst? Sure." And then this one dude who's got he looks very like colonial, he's got like a nice little like little lad outfit. And uh, he's like, "What did you say?" And he's like uh, very berry supreme Starburst. And he's like, oh! And he starts to do a little dance. He's like, berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. And then he ups the octave. He's like, berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves
0: berries and cream. Alex, I think you imagined this thing and you made no, this all up. No, it's a real up. thing.
1: I think that's just what plays in your head.
0: It's a real thing. And it was Are you off hilarious. your meds again,
1: Alex?
2: No, it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. And I had to like just use that as a, as a thing. So, yeah. Uh-huh. It's my... And then there's also a really creepy avatar uh, Dear
0: listeners if you want to write in And tell Alex he's just fucking making that Bullshit up because <laughs> no Advertising company would be dumb enough to make that <laughs> What ad Oh
2: no it's real And I Whatever. love it And then there was a video they did a long time ago Where he, they teach you how to do the little lab Stop. Band, And it's fucking great They did three commercials for it And I never saw this dude again And I feel so bad because he was
0: so good Uh huh Oh, <sighs> Moving on, yeah. <laughs> to the rest of the podcast, the we're not going to talk about made-up ad campaigns or garbage-ass candy. Wow, <sighs> who hurt you? I'm sorry if I wanted to eat a wa- I, If I wanted to eat flavored wax, I would just go and buy a Yankee candle and chew on that. It's cheaper yeah. and tastes better.
2: God, who see, hurt you guys?
1: See, I liked Starburst until I found other candy. <laughs>
0: I remember my first reaction to Starburst being, "Why the fuck would anyone buy these? And who bought these? And what's wrong with them?" Like anything is better than a Starburst. Not eating something has a better flavor than a Starburst.
1: (laughs) It's not really the flavor; it's the the weird ass waxy texture. I mean, it's like, and I like taffy. You know, I actually, but I like real. Are you the one person that
0: buys the saltwater taffy, Henry?
1: Yeah, straight up. We I found like, him. I like, salt. I like saltwater taffy. I think it's delicious.
0: Who knew, Alex, that we had this person on the podcast all along and we didn't know? He's been keeping <laughs> the Jersey Shore saltwater taffy industry in business single-handedly. There you go. Oh, we actually have to get to video game shit. Uh, who had a good week? Who wants to go first?
1: I, I could go first. Sure, go for it. All right, so... Um... I was playing a video game, and it has nothing at all to do with what was going on this week. Uh I played I played a game called Gods Unchained. And it doesn't
0: sound political or pointed at all. No.
1: Nope. It is well, I mean, the premise itself isn't, but it's, it's but it's a it's a card game. It's a card game. It's maybe kind of somewhat similar to a certain Game related to a certain piece of news we're going to be, we're going to be talking about. I'll, I'll mention later why it's related. But in any case, God's Man, Unchained. Man, it's so
0: cool! They managed to make a video game about how Silent Hill is going to be a slot machine so quickly. Uh, that's the correct piece of news, right? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the related news. All right. So, God's Unchained is a pretty cool card game. So I and I've played quite a few. I like. I kind of like. Card games I mean I'm an old school magic the gathering player so I mean I played that back in the day like not long after it came out like only um, maybe I started a year or two after it literally started so I mean yeah I've been playing collectible card games for a long time and that's that's what this is God's Unchained is yet another collectible card game I didn't play Pokemon i I've kind of mentioned before I kind of I was a bit old for the Pokemon craze so I didn't grow up with it, so I, w- I was never as interested in it. But in any case, God's Unchained is essentially you have a deck. You build a deck of 30 cards. It is 30. It's, you can't have it larger or smaller, so it's always the same size. And you, and you have a certain amount of basically magic per turn that you can use to cast anything in your hand. It's mostly creatures. So I'm gonna say it's like 95% creatures with a handful of other types of spells. So the creatures have an attack value and a life value. Like magic, they have summoning sickness, where when they first come out on the first turn, they can't attack. So when you, unless you have something like an abil, a certain ability that's haste, basically, that you can give them, where they can attack on the same turn, but and otherwise, yeah, it follows a lot of the same things you might expect from a collectible card game, where they have a certain amount of attack and life, and many of them have some other ability. Like, maybe uh, some of the abilities, and actually a lot of the abilities are sort of, as you cast this, it does another effect. Such as, it will attack another creature, or it will buff up all of your creatures. Or something... So uh, Basically, yeah, there's sort of a summoning attack for many of the cards too, and that's that's really where a lot of the a lot of the uh, sort of mechanics are built around is these summoning attacks because there aren't that many that have any special abilities once you've already cast them. And so casting them at the correct time becomes a real matter of sort of when to, you know, of you know, being strategic about w- at what point you cast something. For example, I mean, if you cast something that does damage, but they don't have anything on the board at the time, then yeah, uh, then it doesn't. Then it kind of just fizzles out. So, uh, but yeah. So other than that, you each What's turn the win
0: condition. You're going after like life points, or
1: yeah, you have life points. So you so you're controlling a god essentially, and the god has has twenty or thirty life points. And so you're trying to, once you attack the creatures, or actually, yeah, uh, you can attack the god directly at all times. So, uh, unless they have a certain type of creature, certain type of creatures are front. Like, so So basically they're frontline. And so you have, if there's a frontline creature out, you must attack that creature first. Huh. There's also backline creatures that can't be attacked unless you they don't have any other creatures on the bo- on on your side. So you're that if you're controlling a creature with backline, they can't be attacked as long as you have other creatures. So that's good if you have a creature that actually has for example, there's a couple of creatures with an ability you can unleash uh, instead of their attack. Uh, it completely replaces their attack actually. So example, there's like a a catapult and it can attack another creature or the other god, for one. But it's backline, so it can't be attacked unless, yeah, you don't have any other creatures. But yeah, the frontline-backline thing is a cool addition to it, so that becomes very, very valuable. That's, you know, that's definitely, yeah, can stand between, you know, winning or losing that turn. Because every turn, you get one more... Mana unlocked that you can use to cast. So the first turn you only have one, and it's kind then of Hearthstone two,
0: rules almost yes, yeah, so
1: yeah. So it's very similar. Yeah, so there's a lot of similarities there. But yeah, uh, but yeah, for some of the later ones, it takes a few more turns to unlock the next mana or magic or whatever you may call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I end up using the t- term mana because yeah, magic, the Gathering player. But yeah, it's I I like the cards, but the thing is. The more interesting part is kind of about the game itself. So it's a game built around also the idea of cryptocurrency. So so you can only buy things through their cryptocurrency. So they're kind of all in on a certain type of cryptocurrency called Ether. And so okay, that's how kind of that one. Mate, uh, there's so many I can't keep track yeah. of them. So yeah, if you want to buy cards or whatever, you can buy them through cryptocurrency. But that's where the other. Fascinating thing, and this is the first time I've seen this in a digital-only game, digital-only collectible card game. You own your cards. Like, you properly own your cards. Like, well, that's one of their things. Like, what if you buy, when you're opening packs, even the ones you get for free, they're permanently yours. You can mm. trade them, you can sell them.
0: Artifact can... did something similar, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm not aware of that game but yeah with this one you own your cards and so even if you leave the game or like you know, whatever case they're yours so I mean I guess as long as they they have any sort of a system up to support it the game the cards are permanently yours but I mean I think they're also because of the cryptocurrency link you own them in the cryptocurrency as well somehow there's I it's not quite clear how that works out but in any case yeah I mean they aren't just digital things but that you don't really own them, you know? They're actually point-of-sale rules, which, I mean, I've mentioned before, I'm a big fan of that. I think that's, I'm a big fan of actual point-of-sale doctrine that once you buy something, you should have the ability to sell it if you want to, like for video games and -hmm. such. But yeah, in this case, yeah, you own your cards. They aren't just, like, digitally leased out to you. So that's, and so that's, that's kind of unique. Somebody already sold one of these super rares for, like, thousands of dollars. Because that's the other thing. They There's chances to get a super ultra rare there where there's really, literally only one of that card, period. Not yet. So there's no other of that card. So it's literally super unique. Nobody else will have that card. So And that's what got sold for, like, th- several thousand dollars. So... And uh yeah, and they basically run raffles. It's still technically in beta, so there's they're still ironing things mm. out. Like I'm trying to get online to stream with it, even though my com oh the soft it runs not great on my current computer. Or you know, missing video card computer. Mm. And so but I have a bug that I need to show the devs, but I need to like VOD it so I could actually show them have something to, to present to them. But yeah, um But yeah, the game is fun, and yeah, I will mention how it's linked into our main thing a bit later. Uh,
0: I I think I think we can guess, but we'll we'll let that mystery linger because it's obviously about Silent Hill's uh, new uh, yeah, what's it called? Slot machine future. Yep.
1: In uh, in other news. I started watching an anime called *Ascendance of a Bookworm*. It's a s- simulcast for Crunchyroll this Ooh. season, and yeah, and so I have, I have a, I, have, I mentioned before, I do have a Crunchyroll like.
0: So uh, I've actually always meant to ask this question because you speak Japanese and you're relatively fluent in it. Yes. How, how do you watch your anime? Like, I, I'm assuming it's not dubbed for all of the reasons above, but do you even bother with the subtitles still, or no? I mean, you can't
1: take them off. Okay. Like, on most everything I've watched, like, you know, like on Crunchyroll, there's not an option to take off subtitles, as far as I can tell. Um, I don't think there is, but yeah, I... But sometimes I leave them on because I mean, I'm not super awesome fluent in that there'll be words that I'll be like
0: uh, I don't know what that means it's also slang and stuff that like you would never heard that word before because it didn't make you were in a context where it never popped up
1: yeah i mean i i but that's the thing i actually know a lot of slang it's when something really technical shows up because i mean you could say that you know i probably have the you know approximate level of like a middle schooler at gotcha. this point or something so, I'm I'm missing some technical stuff. Like, I would find it very difficult to talk about, like, my degree. Like, or, you know, like, talk about programming in Japanese. Gotcha. I would sound a bit like probably a middle schooler talking about programming. Which could be, be kind of
0: badass, but I get the point. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I, I definitely do leave the subtitles on there, but I usually don't look out, down at them that often. Because, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's you know, what's happening in a lot of stuff is conversational. I will say one thing, depends on the anime, because there's some of them that are definitely aimed at older crowds, and so they will use more, way more sophisticated vocabulary and language. I mean, for instance, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uses some pretty sophisticated language, because it's, especially with the later kind of iterations of it, like, by by the time you get to... The third one, Stardust Crusaders, they're starting to use a lot of really technical terms because they're it's that's where it kind of really started to come into its own as sort of less just less Dragon Ball and more mist- like suspense thriller, mm. and it really hits that in the fourth in the fourth season or the fourth not I guess the fourth iteration of JoJo but in any case yeah I, what I watched something but yeah and yeah i've been i've started watching a brand new one called ascendance of a bookworm and it's about a it's another one of your isekai or sort of other world ones where somebody from our reality gets stuck in sort of another reality mm. and it's a it is a fantasy reality but and the character that gets sent is a woman it hasn't really specified how old she is, but she seems to be maybe like fairly like early twenties woman that like passes away for some reason. I don't remember if they even specified what she died of, but she gets reincarnated in another world in a in like a little girl, like a young a young girl who suddenly kind of remembers her past life as somebody from our world, mm. and so. But the thing is, the world that she all right. So the character. The original character the character that gets reincarnated, she was a librarian that loves books, just like absolutely adores books. That's where the bookworm thing comes in. She's like, she was actually going to be a librarian. So and she gets reincarnated, but the world she gets reincarnated into it is a pre movable type error.
0: Books it are illegal.
1: A, well, not illegal. They're rare. They're like like the books were before the printing press that books are super rare because they have to be copied by hand. Mm. And so she's like spends the first episode freaking out over the fact that there's there's like no books anywhere. She's so uh you know, if you want to watch it, I wanna give it away, but you know, that much away. But yeah, I mean that's that's something that's like given away in the P V that's like, oh God, there's no books. I'm a bookworm and oh God, I, I got it's reincarnated me into the worst reality where there's no books, but it, there's the implication in it that I mean, even in the title, that she's going to probably invent the printing press there just so she can read books. Uh, and so, as a as a major book reader myself, as a book dude, I yeah, I kind of I'm having a lot of fun with this one. And because the thing is, these isekai type anime. Oh, there's so many of them. There's so many of them. There's a parody bringing several together. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you're, uh, if you're familiar with Isekai Quartet, which is
0: also I on. don't even know the phrase really.
1: It's they yeah, Isekai Quartet is also on Crunchyroll, and it combines four Isekai things, and it's funny because you have this sort of mini alliance between the people that were basically the main characters that are from our world, and they all realize, you're you're from, like, our, my reality, aren't you? <laughs> uh, and they're even throwing in more for the next season. But in any case, yeah, it's it can be a pretty tired genre if you aren't really being creative with it. Like, I mean, one of those Inisikai Quartet is is a fantasy one, but it's like it plays with all of the fantasy tropes. It's it's like a satire. Mm. And but yeah. So, but yeah, this one, Ascendance of a Bookworm, it's, it's lovely. It's high animation quality. It is simulcast. So we're getting it very, very soon. As soon as it's available, like it's subtitled and available to the wider audience, they release it. So, and so it's only to two episodes at this point. So, but I've been enjoying it. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. um, so, that's mainly what I got up to this week. Yeah. Cool. Yep.
0: I also watched some anime this week, but uh, it's on the mm. opposite end of the spectrum from what you were talking about. Um. So, I learned about this anime courtesy of my phone. I think it was Instagram kept being like, hey, here's some ads for this thing. And the show is mm. called Why Are You Here, Teacher? Or something along this, these lines. And it is a show whose opening song like whose opening credits alone i am uncomfortable watching with my fiance present oh, it, it oh is, i'm familiar with that uh, it's straight up it's straight up known as echi uh, the 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 show is uh, definitely for perverts it is a show by perverts for perverts so much so that at one point i got like 3 episodes in before i'm like what the fuck am i doing with my life and then found myself googling is there an uncensored version of this show? And yep, there totally is, which makes it even fucking weirder. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I'm it, actually familiar with that one.
0: Yeah, it's not a good show, but
1: I haven't watched it. I didn't. I didn't find the idea premise partic- particularly interesting. At face
0: at all. value, the idea of a dude who just keeps winding up in awkward situations is something I could get behind. But the the per like the perv level of the show is quite high. And then the for censorship of the show, I'm like, so I get to feel uncomfortable with no payoff. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, th- this is is definitely a show you could be watching if you so chose. So I think there's like nine episodes of it. But there's a second season coming, and the uncensored episodes are also coming, if that's your thing. I don't know to what platform, because I don't think Crunchyroll will be cool with that, and I know VRV won't be, so... No,
1: I think that's... I'm pretty sure that's on Crunchyroll, just in a non... It's it's just in a in the kind of edited format. No, no, the, the, uh, the
0: censored version is on VRV uh, and Crunchyroll. I'm talking as, yeah, like, yeah. the uncensored oh. episodes are coming and are, like, being made readily available, and I don't know where they're going to wind up, because... They're
1: going to be just be released on Blu-ray, I'm guessing.
0: Probably, and... As much as it pains me to say it, I think that's the correct way to watch the show, because the censoring It's the only system... reason
1: you would watch the show, it's just... No,
0: it's... I, I... Yes. <laughs> but also, like, the censoring system for it makes it feel... grosser somehow. <laughs> but that's just... It's like they're trying to hide it. I... I am a strong believer in the idea that, like, if you're making a show for perverts... Just let the show be for perverts and like don't try and be like up. Oh, we made it acceptable for general audiences. I'm like, no, you you really haven't. In fact, you've made it worse. It's like up. This may not be a thing that flowed through your guys' lives at one point, but my friends got obsessed with this like concept. It was, I think they called it Mormon porn or something. Where it was like <laughs> it was a picture of like a woman in a bikini. That then you would do like bubble cutouts on top of it. You'd, you'd cover it over and you'd like do bubble cutouts. I've and, seen
1: that. And it inherently yes. makes
0: everything you put do that way just like your mind fills in the gaps in the worst ways possible.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah, I've seen that done. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, familiar like it, with that. It inherently
0: makes it feel than it ever would have been if it was just the picture kind of thing. And that's what this show has going for it. It's not a good show. I'm just talking about this because I felt I had to talk about it because it's Fucking weird and yeah, uh on the flip See, side. I watch good anime. <laughs> I do I too watch... typically, but my <laughs> phone was like, hey, there's this thing and I'm like, Yeah, I got an hour sure. to kill. Let's check uh, this bullshit out. They're like eight minute I'll... episodes.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'll look at the thing. Let's watch walk... let's give the thing a try.
0: As someone who was a teenager really loved um what's it called? Harem anime. I'm like, Ah yeah, fuck it, what's the worst this could be? Ten minutes in. Well, <laughs> anime's come a long way the first... in the being bad category since i last dove in cool <laughs> uh button more important things uh i finished the shadow keep campaign i like the ending for shadow keep a lot i'm now kind of in the pseudo end game for that i've been really enjoying the new seasonal activity which is the uh vex invasion i think it's a real cool quick burn activity it's exceedingly grindy but also it's a horde mode so it's not trying to hide its grindiness i there's a lot in the Shadowkeep expansion I like a lot. I may start playing up a second character soon, or I may just stick with my Hunter for the foreseeable future. I don't know. I, it's... I mean, so, weird spot rating-wise, it- because I can't do it because wedding is literally happening next week, and I can't gear up for the new, wedding, uh, the new raid because yeah, I have life in the way, so it's kind of a weird limbo mm-hmm. thing of what can I get done in three hours that will feel like meaningful progress? Oh, Gambit? because mm. I'm playing Gambit a bunch. I was already doing anyway so is the moon still haunted the moon is still unbelievably haunted uh, it the moon is, is
2: incredibly fucking haunted yeah
0: it's stupid haunted still <laughs> your efforts do nothing to make the moon less haunted in fact they might make the moon more haunted technically uh, it's, it's weird so and I think it's worth talking about this idea where some people are talking about how they feel as though the Shadowkeep story is unfinished and Ooh. and I think we have to have a conversation about this kind of come this time next year when the full year three is done, because at least the way I've interpreted the way Shadow campaign works is it is the introduct it's it's like it's the introductory chapters to the story that is year three, because and this is kind of where like it gets semantic-y for Destiny. So Shadowkeep Keep and season eight, I think, is what Undying is. Are separate things. Like it is possible to have bought season eight, um, the season of the Undying, and not Shadow Keep. You shouldn't have, but you could do that hypothetically. And the story of Shadow Keep is about kind of there's this thing, and it's causing all this shit to go down in the in uh, what's it called in um, um season of the Undying. And I suspect we're gonna be building off that for the rest of the year. Like I think the story of Shadow Keep. We'll come to an end with the final season of Year 3, as opposed to at the end of Shadowkeep. But also, I think the ending of Shadowkeep is it's cool, it's trippy, it's hints at some stuff, they're they are setting up some potentially cool concepts for the eventual Destiny 3 we will be getting, probably. Uh, it's There's a lot going on in Shadowkeep I thought was cool, and then the uh, the stuff around it, like the cleaning up of the progression system, the making certain weapons now bounties, i My my quest log is cluttered to the brim, but also in a good way. Like there's lots of stuff to do. As someone who at one point could have been like, "Yeah, Destiny's always had some problems with stuff to do." Not the problem anymore. Way too much. Way too much stuff to do, unfortunately. Like you have to kind of pick things and pursue them heavily, or you're not. It's now hard to ambiently complete lots of things at once, which I think is good. Like it, it makes it so you're actively pursuing specific things. If there's a bow, an exotic one, I want pretty badly because it's great in Gambit, and I just don't have it yet. And it, it does poison arrows and stuff. It's called Lamarck. Uh, Lamarck. Mm. Something like that. It's good. It's real good. But as a result, I'm doing Lots of the Forge, which I like, but yeah.
1: I kinda like the fact that bows exist and they're actually Did like Did you miss cool. me and
0: Alex talking about bows in Destiny?
1: No, I'm just saying yeah. that I like I personally like the fact that bows exist in a in
0: Destiny yeah. period. It, it's just cool. Yeah. I, I,
2: they're fucking great in that game.
0: I wish they were a tad more raid viable, but across the board, mm. yeah, like they're just—they're a lot of fun. Mm. They are a lot of fun. Um, I also got around to watching Big Mouse season three. Have you finished that yet, Alex? I'm still working through it. I don't
2: watch it when I'm eating dinner, sure, because sometimes the show is questionable when I'm eating.
0: Sure, It's <laughs> got power through that. I, I, I'm very happy we got the return of the Shame Wizard.
2: Oh yeah, his, that was great. Shame Wizard is back. The fact that they have. Fucking was it Lupin from Harry Potter. Yeah. Like the professor. He's the shame wizard yeah. is fucking great. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. It I'll is. have to check that out sometime. I have, you should check I have out not...
0: Big Mouth. It is I I've, I've in, heard good things about it. Increasingly so I think Big Mouth is attempting to kind of be an important thing that I think will be unfortunately used as a supplemental for education in the future.
2: Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement.
0: Hmm. Hell, I'm an adult in my case you learn shit from that show. But Yeah.
2: yeah. It, and having worked in the middle school, like makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, like, you know, that's just that's just the way it is for some kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, having yeah, myself having actually been a middle school teacher. So I I maybe that maybe it'll that be sh- even more relevant to me.
2: That show will really resonate with you then. <laughs> you should definitely watch it and actually at least catch a few episodes and then you know next time, because obviously next week we aren't gonna have a giant a fuck off
0: topic. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right, you're yeah. right. We're off next week. Yeah.
2: We're off next week. Yeah. So yeah. you got two weeks, check out a few, but I would really love to hear your in especially as a teacher. Like I work doing IT, but you as a teacher in middle school, I would love to hear your input on that one.
0: Mm. I-, I just enjoy how the show encapsulates my ongoing comment of the world needs shame. Not in the way people can interpret that sentence, but like there's an inherent amount of shame society needs to actually function <laughs> correctly. Yeah. <laughs> that we occasionally lack. Uh, yep. But last but not least on my list, I saw Baby Metal. Mm, oh, nice. Awesome.
1: You saw them live?
0: I saw them live. Uh, Sweet. Yes. Uh, last time I saw them, I was kind of underwhelmed. This was a hell of a show. They were. Channeling some real hard Rammstein energy, which was weird. I uh, it's mm. gone from so I initially wasn't even going to see them. So they were playing on the same night as a band called Sabaton, who is equally ridiculous Ooh. for different reasons. I know
1: Sabaton; they're they're great. They're
0: big into war and yeah. singing about war. Uh but so one of my friend, one of my former coworkers, was like, "Hey, I want to go see Baby Metal," and I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll go." And it was a hell of a show. Uh, it's I. If you're not into metal but are kind of curious because it's ridiculous, it's a hell of a show. I think anyone can enjoy it. It's it it is one fantastically done show, kind of thing. And the dancing to the death metal is quite good. Still, it's it's ridiculous that the gimmick holds, if you will. And for those not curious about what baby metal is, it is a byproduct of the Japanese idol system that combines kind of death metal music with J-pop dancing. I have in its simplest description, it is a kind of J-pop uh, three-girl dancing band backed by a death metal band, and I don't use the word death metal lightly. Like they are fucking playing hard, kind of thing. Like they yeah, are, they're yeah, a genuinely like- talented band. And then you've also got this weird gimmick on top of it, and it works. It is yeah. entertaining and far less creepy than it used to be. But that's a whole separate topic. Well, they're older. Yes. For one thing. I- I- I I was joking, I was actually joking with my friend about how, like, when you talk, you can't ironically be into baby metal early on, because it's like, yeah, this is inherently creepy if you're inherently, like, either you're in on this being a weird-ass gimmick, or you're not, and being like, oh, I'm into it ironic, it's like, what are you here for, because that just sounds creepy, but also being like, hey, all the people in the band are legal now, makes it so much worse than just being like, (laughs) yeah, the band was weird. (laughs) It's like, why were you keeping track of this fact? Why why is it why is this important to you that now the entire band is legal? I agree it makes it less creepy and I'm no longer making the if you've been to a baby metal show you're on a certain list jokes, but why <laughs> did you know this factoid? Why is this immediately where you go to when I bring up the inherent creepiness of baby metal? Huh? 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 But yeah, it's it's a hell of a show. I love messing with people that are like uncomfortable talking about baby metal though too, because it yep. is inherently just a bizarre concept that works. and yeah. Like before we get lots of emails about, it's like I'm aware it's a completely manufactured thing. It's a byproduct of the Japanese uh, idol system, which is a whole kind of freaky entertainment yeah. production construct to itself too. That we don't have the time or the knowledge necessarily to dig into on in this one, but like. To put it in perspective, the Yakuza games play around with the idol system oh, yeah. in a pretty well rounded way, so maybe go learn about it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what have you been up to, Alex?
2: Um, you know, I didn't really do much this week. Um, other than like I realize I really like watching dumpster fires. Mm. They're uh they make me happy in ways I didn't think I would enjoy. But they you do.
1: know, there's a German word for that, and I think I've used it. I don't Schaden say it right. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. I have to say, I I've experienced a lot of Schadenfreude or what you said this week. Schadenfreude. Yes. Schadenfreude. That should be the episode name. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I really just that really didn't do much. Uh. What is it? I did play a little bit of uh, Fight and the other one. I started wanting to play some other ones, uh, some other games recently, so I did do Destiny. some Destiny 2. Well, yeah, no, I've been doing Destiny 2. Um, but yeah, I did really too much. I am getting rid of my old car finally. The lease is up soon, so Ooh. I am in the market for another vehicle. And I am looking for something all-wheel drive at stick shift. So clearly a Subaru is the way to go.
0: Why do you want stick shift?
2: I like driving stick shift. My first car, my first three cars were all stick shift. Uh-huh. This the car oh, I have right. now. All is... right,
0: you've never done stick shift in snow. No. Don't get stick shift.
2: No, I look forward to stick shift.
0: Don't get stick shift in snow. I look forward to it. Okay, no. I uh, on the Subaru topic, I uh, I should take my car to the dealership this week for a pretty expensive repair that my warranty wound up covering. So, oh, yeah, maybe good. get that engine warranty, but that's a separate topic.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of warranty, so um uh, Okay, oh, the, the battery uh on my vehicle died out recently. Right. Uh,
0: so yeah, got to explain why that's important cuz you have an electric car.
2: Yeah. So oh. I, I Yeah, so uh. I have a I have a Volt.
0: Oh, In you have a Volt. Out. Okay. Yeah,
2: I have a Chevy Volt. Um and So the battery died out. And here's the fun part about the battery system and how that affects the rest of the car entirely. So Mm. instead of just telling you, you know, or instead of it just not wanting to start or doing something, the computer system goes into a systemic failure, which starts to shut down every system one by one as you're sitting in it. So for me, it said, oh, the, you know, IntelliLink transmission system's down. Oh, your brake system's down airbag system down, so-and-so down, low power wait, mode. Wait, wait so You're
0: saying a battery dying in a leaf is like being in a sci-fi spaceship, like yeah. that's cores failing? That's <laughs> yeah. terrifying, but kind of badass.
2: Captain, yeah. airbags crazy. are offline. Captain, yeah. so power I steering so. is now...
0: Whoa. Does it talk yeah, to it you, or just crazy. like a lights go off?
2: And so I feel like it's a sensor thing more than anything else, obviously, because the car was Probably, got... but... But, like, I got gas. And then after I got gas, I proceeded to turn my car on, and then it was like Intel system down. And then just one by one, as I started to use the functionality of everything, it would fail. So it was man, like, that oh. is some
0: awesome—not awesome because f- awesome you had to go through it, but awesome kind of future bullshit. That's that's.
2: It of- is kind of trippy though. So
0: yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, and I got online and I checked. Luckily, I have roadside assistance, so sure. it wasn- mm. wasn't a big deal. But in the meantime, I went online and looked it up, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just need to um, reset the computer system because it's in low power mode. Uh, So you have to unplug the battery for like a minute and then plug the battery back in. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Here's the dilemma. The battery terminals where you would unplug them are in the the hatch in the back. You Mm -hmm. can't disengage the hatch without the battery. Lol. (laughs) because when the system shuts down you there's no there's no manual override for the hatch in the back i can't pop it open without there being power so in order for me to reset the power i can't get to it
0: man this is some serious spaceship bullshit and i love it it. like it sucks you had to go through it but man this is pretty fucking cool like Knowing that you're safe and alive and all that, Jess, I'm sure it was terrifying when it was happening. At least like mild, like deeply unsettling. But like this is genuinely kind of some cool shit to hear.
2: Yeah, it was kind of trippy. Like afterwards, I'm like, "Huh, that's kind of cool." But at the moment, I'm like, "Well, this fucking sucks." I just got. A what happened
0: when your car lost rear thru- rear um deflector shields?
2: Um, the Klingons came and yes! scratched my bumper, so. Yeah, no, it was just crazy. So luckily, though, they do have these, like, so the, the so the tow truck guy shows up, and he puts the, you're able to jump the car with these, like, wires they run from the trunk to the front of the car. So you can, like, they have these little, like, terminal lines you can plug into. So yeah. I got that, and it's enough to disengage the hatch in the back, or the trunk lid or whatever, um, and then I unplugged the battery, and he takes off the terminals. We wait about 30 seconds, and then kick it back on. So it was like okay, well it looks like the battery on it's dead. So you know, as long as the car's jump started right now, it should be all right. Eventually, I ended up taking it to the dealer, and the battery was completely fucking dead. And my car currently has about thirty six five hundred miles on it, or something like that. Mm. The warranty on the battery system dot was done at thirty six thousand miles. I was literally a few miles over. Mm. So that's actually wonderful fucking design. Actually no, I scratch it. Take that back. The warranty expired at thirty six five hundred. I'm at thirty six six hundred something. So Wow. Yeah. Literally Lucky. fucking died shortly after. So the engineers are top notch because planned obsolescence is a real fucking thing. Yeah. So at least that's my conspiracy theory now with this one.
0: So So did, like, a Titanfall pot jump on your car and pull the battery out to cause this to happen, or... Did a what? I'm I'm just making bad video game jokes at this point. (laughs) About batteries.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I got the battery replaced $300 later, which was nice. Uh, Yeah. So now I'm like, well, the lease is up soon. I can get rid of this. And I was a little panicky at first, because the way leases work is you have to return them to the dealership you bought them from. The only thing is, I moved, thousand miles away from the dealership i bought it from
0: well thank god you're coming into town for my wedding next week mm.
2: well i'm flying. There. i know <laughs> but yeah no i have to uh figure out a uh well i have to figure out some other method but i know from what i was reading is if you move a significant distance uh chevy will find a dealership nearby to take the car off mm. so but i'm gonna car max it sooner Probably. Get rid of it.
0: Yeah, may I recommend so. owning your cars actually. If you can afford to. Huh? May I recommend owning your car if possible.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a purchase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can put anything you want on that car, like a sweet ass spoiler and a sweet ass spoiler.
2: Well see that's the other thing too, I wouldn't really do that much. Like I'm looking at getting the freaking Impreza Sport, which is just as you know, the cross trek with a lower Lower suspension and, uh, you know, not a lot of power, but it's nice and all-wheel drive.
0: Sure, we are not a car podcast. We have to move on. I
2: know. <laughs> well, yeah. So I figured I'd share that little fun story of no, just watching the, everything. How do you think fucking, no, it's fucking fail. That's a, that's a,
0: yeah. that is some star citizen slash uh, <laughs> elite dangerous bullshit of like the core has been breached, critical <laughs> systems going it's down. What it felt like. Yeah, it was I like.
2: It was, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, no, your transmission's dead. Oh, here, let me just put on the emergency brake. Oh, you want to use the emergency, emergency brake? Is emergency failing. brake system's down. Failed.
0: I'm sorry, Captain. We've lost auxiliary power to all, to all non-major systems. Major systems you know what- <laughs> defined as brakes, windshield wipers, life support. What?
2: If you want to hear the biggest fuck you in that sm- in that low power mode, hmm? the Bluetooth to the car still works, but the <laughs> speakers don't. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Okay, that's a-
2: <laughs> My car actively maintained a connection to Bluetooth to the fucking system, but the speakers did not fucking work. <laughs> you want to talk about shit tier design? Well, that's because Bluetooth yeah. is
0: actually a sacred uh, Viking rune that gives cars power, but yeah. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, I figured you would enjoy that little bit. That's. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm actually surprised I didn't share that with you because that happened the day I was supposed to drive my parents and my family back to the
0: airport. Ah.
2: So. Yeah, mm. that was a little bit ago, but I figured since I brought up the car, now yeah. would be the time to share that wonderful adventure. Mm. Oh, sure. So, other than that, I really didn't move much other than get ready for uh Charlie's wedding next week. So,
0: yeah, I, I, we've alluded to it. We will not be doing a podcast next week. I'll repeat this at the end because wedding happening and my life next weekend is going to be hectic as hell and people are yes. going to be all kinds of weird places. And yeah.
2: Well, my understanding was we were going to do a live podcast recording. We might wedding. try and
0: still do that, but I, <laughs> you know, Jen's family actually wants to meet me after we get married and vice versa. Yeah. So. Like and that's on Sunday, and I'm like, I'm like, can I ditch your family? Go? No, I probably shouldn't even ask that question. <laughs> that, that's probably a great way to start off a wedding on a, a marriage on a bad foot, where it's like, hey, um, spend all this money, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Who we do a weird podcast with. <laughs> we'll see what winds up happening, but I'm, I, it's shaping up to not be that. I think
1: probably the only things that's gonna be happen is we're gonna take pictures together,
0: probably, and Jeff may yeah. wind up in a stranglehold for a video. Yeah. yeah, as often happens, <laughs> someone else could strangle him this time and ask him why <laughs> there's no podcast this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Are we gonna dive into I, our adventure? Or we
0: I missing? think that means it's news time.
2: Hold on, this this is a special occasion because there's some fun stuff. Okay, hold on. Ah, uh, let me get some Red Bull in my system. Oh, good
0: God. I'm
2: going to need it. i got a second one here on standby. I need all the caffeine, because if I need to irritate my stomach a lot, because we're going to shit on somebody today. All
0: right, so um, we're going to start off this week with the big elephant in the room, if you will. The It's been dominating most news cycles on many gaming sites. I'm sure everyone's talked about this, or we'll be talking about this sooner rather than later when it kind of... It made it to real news, all that, jazz, And of course, I am talking about the uh, New World of Warcraft fox race that's coming in the next expansion.
2: Fuck yeah. Hurry, Shaman, Explain I'm in.
0: Explain these fucking foxes to me, Alex.
2: Okay. Because so the Voltera- they,
0: I don't think, existed previously.
2: So they actually were released as part of one of the new races in... Sure. Wow, currently? Cool. And um, they help out the horde as part of a quest line in a desert area. And a lot of people were thinking they're going to be turned into a playable race the way the assets were added into the game through patches. And it's confirmed. So you get to play as a fox. And the dance it does is from What Does the Fox Say? So. Ah,
0: oh, yes, that. Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: And the Alliance are getting the mechanomes, So. You get gnomes that have been partially transformed into robotic uh, parts and stuff, so that part's kind of cool.
0: But this all fails in comparison to the real Blizzard news this week, which, if you've not heard about it this week, uh, kudos to that rock you're hiding under. That's impressive. Yep, yeah, That's an impressive-ass rock you found. Uh, so this one's a doozy. It's got lots of facets to it and literally managed to span an entire week not just the outrage of it, and it starts off relatively simple to explain and kind of snowballs from there, and it was as part of, a, it wasn't international, it was um, just a grand finals tournament for uh, Hearthstone, right? It
1: was a, yeah, it was a grand mas- grand the masters. their grandmasters tournament.
0: Uh, what's it, Blitzchung, the player, I'm getting the name yes. right, right? Yeah, Blitzchung, yes. kind of innocently said as part of his finals speech, uh, Free hong Kong revolution of our time. Yep. And then shit went sideways. Uh, So to to, to summarize kind of the initial events pretty quickly, Blizzard then proceeded to yank uh, Blitz Chung's winnings, ban him from Grandmaster's competition for a year, and the two casters that were interviewing the guy at the time also proceeded to get fired.
2: Yeah, fired and banned from any future events.
0: Yep, and so. that would have been bad enough on its face. Like that's a simple situation that looks shitty and does not paint Blizzard in the best light. It's what happens next and after that and after that and after that yeah. that makes this kind of our big heavy hitter this week, if not like for the year kind of thing. Like I, it's I, I find it hard to believe. Like we've we've had some like big fuck-ups this year yeah this one like dwarfs all of them because it managed to jump out of just video gamer bullshit into larger discussions and stuff and oh yeah as our resident kind of um, social activist uh, henry try and lead us through this as best you can because it takes some turns not even i was capable of following i think you were much more well, kind of tracking I- every I mean-
2: aspect they combined, well, we have some good knowledge on this one. Yeah, I'm
0: not saying we're not knowledgeable. Yeah. Just I think Henry's kept up with every kind of twist and turn of it better than we have. Mm-hmm.
1: But essentially, I mean, all right. So I want to give a little bit of background about what's been going on in China and Hong Kong and what this, you know, what all of it means. And so, just very quickly. So if you weren't aware, if you're listening and you aren't aware, and you maybe have become aware because of this situation, and we've
0: talked about this multiple times in the podcast, I think by right now, yes, too, or at least alluded to it.
1: Yeah. And so there have been a series of, well, an ongoing series of protests, pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. It's initially started because of a new law they, trying, they had put forth to, because essentially Hong Kong and China have been sort of a, you know, one country, two systems thing where they were allowing Hong Kong to be mostly autonomous, but still under Chinese rule. This is after, you know, like around, you know, back. A, you know, 18 years ago whenever the transition was taking place.
0: To put in perspective how long these protests have been going on, they started back in March. We are recording yeah. this podcast in October.
1: Yeah. And so they've been going on for a while, but it was spurned on, this new wave of protests that were done by this new law, this extradition law, which would allow people to be extradited from Hong Kong into China, which is kind of breaking that sort of two-systems idea. And so... What's come out of it is, yeah, a series of protests. There's also a couple of things, such as the eight words that Blitzchung said, which, which, as you said, that was, uh, you know, uh, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. Mm -hmm. I mean, and as well as there's another one that's uh, five demands, not one less, and which is also related to it. And so... Yeah, so that so that's what's been going on. There's also other horrible things that been going on. Just look up what's been going on with the weakers. I don't want to go into that, but yeah, this this one was specifically about the pro democracy protests, and so yeah, they've been cracking down on them hard, like very hard, military hard. Like they brought out live ammo recently to deal with to to crack down on the protests. So yeah, it's it's entered a very dark era already. So what's so, the, so just doing this was just seen as, you know, obviously, obviously China said, you know, they that that was, you know, some Chinese authority said, no, that can't, you know, we can't allow that, you know, that's not allowed. Because there's also something called social credit system that they have in China, and that's a whole thing of itself it's as well. some
0: crazy Black Mirror bullshit. Yeah, it,
1: literally. literally, they made yeah. a Black Mirror episode on that, so...
2: Yeah. No, like just to kind of give you some context on that one, the system that they talk about for the social system will affect your ability to get loans, rent, and pretty
0: much live. Even travel inside the country via plane. Yeah. Even traveling inside the country. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: Passports. It affects all of it. So.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, So that's the thing. They came down hard. And the thing is, other. Yeah. Their first, their main response was. Deafening silence. Also, they went nuts on censoring the Reddits. Oh, wow. They went crazy all over Reddit. Like, the mods just started heavy. Ha- like, they switched the main, like, switched Hearthstone to, like, private. And wasn't the main Hearthstone. Blizzard. It was Blizzard. the Blizzard subreddit. It was the Blizzard the main, subreddit. It was uh, the, bl- the main Blizzard subreddit. They'll censor the private. And, they, and then afterwards, and this is going on now, they've limited all protest stuff. Only is allowed in two mega threads that... because obviously they don't want it. To, they don't want all the threads dominated by loads and loads of protest stuff. So they're just literally deleting any thread. They put it on approval only only mode as well, which means yeah, that means mods have to approve a post before it's even posted. And so what they but what they've done is like they just haven't approved anything, and they they say just go post in the mega thread. And so that's some heavy handed bullshit um other so proving so an attempt to sort of see if yeah i think this is a very good experiment and so there's another hearthstone tournament and that one was a university tournament and so the team from american university decided to hold up a pro hong kong boycott blizzard sign and to see what would happen and as expected as we all actually expected because we're not idiots nothing happened to them no punishment they did cut away from them they did cut kind of cut their the feed of them whenever they were on screen so so i mean they did attempt to censor it initially but they didn't punish them see that's the difference it was one thing if it would just been like you know like you know we'll just you know, not well show that but these students didn't get punished at all by Blizzard. Blizzard has still done nothing to them. And and so they, but they've but they decided to drop out of the tournament anyways. They have talked to a couple of, uh, they've talked to Vice about it. And yeah, it just shows that, yeah, obviously this was done not because the person not even just because the person held up a side, because that person you know, the Blitzchung actually happens to be Chinese. He's He's in. he's based in Hong Kong. So, and, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and in his interviews, Blitzchung has even straight up said, I knew what was going to, something would happen, that there would be consequences, but I couldn't stay silent about this. I couldn't just do nothing here because it's so important. And it's, it's and it is. It's absolutely super important. And so, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, Blizzard has not been helped, like, You know, as just even to start with, we're already showing that they were completely hypocritical on this. So, anybody else want to take over for a second?
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, just to kind of add some extra flavor to what's going on with it. Um. So, the Blizzard subreddit specifically is actually originally created and run by Blizzard employees, like or Blizzard PR and all that stuff, so to speak. I know for sure that Blizzard employees now. That's perfectly allowed on Reddit's mm-hmm. policies as long as you disclose that you are, in fact, an employee of that company. So you have subreddits that are run by the companies, and that's perfectly fine. That's the reason why the Bl- Blizzard subreddit shut itself down. But Hearthstone, Classic, Wow, Wow, and all the other ones are still up and running. Um, as far as mega threads go, that's fairly common. Uh, with stuff, especially like when they get stuff gets posted in like politics and things like that that they make a mega thread um, it is questionable I will say for sure, but I have seen it done before and it's not something exclusive to what happened with the Blizzard drama no. right now No, it's not
1: exclusive, it's just shitty
2: It is very shitty, no, I'll agree with you on that one Um, so it wouldn't be such a like, so here's the weird thing about it so, Blizzard did put out saying, hey, this is what's happening to Blitzchung originally. Uh, he's banned from, a, I think, a year of gaming. Yeah, a year of com- competition. Uh, they took away
1: a year's worth of winnings as well.
2: Yeah, year's worth of winnings. He's banned for a year, and he's removed from the Grand Masters Tournament kind of thing. The Two guys got fired. The whole
1: circuit. The whole circuit. The Grand Masters circuit yeah, as yeah. a whole.
2: Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. Um, so, The interesting thing about that is that's what they put out in the U.S., right? Now, Mm -hmm. there's another problem, because people found a post in the, uh, I guess it's called Weibo, which is the social media kind of posting Twitter-esque platform in China. Yes, And the official Hearthstone Blizzard account in there actually was a lot more heavy-handed in terms of what they said and specifically made it a political thing because they said they will always protect the honor of the country according to the uh post actually let me see if i can find it the
1: yeah yeah i mean the thing is it had to be translated and so but multiple people have translated you know to see if there's any sort of you know yeah. weirdness with one or the other translations nope or that's that's pretty much what it says yeah it so- says
2: yeah let me, let me. I actually have the, the quote that was translated because it was translated to Food Times, but for the most part, this seems kind of the, the thing here. So it says We express our strong indignation or resentment and commendation of the events that occurred at the Hearthstone Asia Pacific competition last weekend and absolutely oppose the dissemination of personal political ideas during any events or games. Uh, the players involved will be banned. Commentators involved will be immediately terminated from any any official business. Also, we will protect or safeguard our national dignity or honor is kind of what they're saying out there. So that was the official Blizzard Hearthstone account on Weibo, which sounds a lot fucking different from the message they posted to the U.S. and English channels. So really fucking suspect. Now, upon further research, I found that um, it looks like this, the Weibo channel, is actually run... By the Tencent part of Blizzard. No, NetEase. NetEase, sorry, NetEase, it's, sorry. Yeah, I'm so confused at yeah. Tencent, but yeah, it's oh. NetEase.
1: It is NetEase.
0: So I now mean, people developing that Blizzard, sh- not Blizzard, um, that Diablo mobile game. Just the copy reference. and
2: pasting yeah. their old game into Blizzard. Uh, uh, yeah, things? but it's totally also different.
1: Also, NetEase is how World of Warcraft runs in China too. It's through NetEase. Yeah. So that's that that they are a partner to Blizzard. That's why they're running this official Hearthstone account, so.
2: Yeah, so what? this is why it's really fucking questionable that they would say that it's not a political stance thing when their fucking account over there had no problem saying, this is all, we were protecting the dignity of the country kind of scenario, which is, I think, really added fuel to the fire even more. So yeah.
1: it also, and that's, a, sorry, go on.
2: No, 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 no. So where are we in the timeline now? I know we've been saying a lot right now. We're so. still so, pretty
1: I, I, early I do, on. I do, I do want to talk about really quickly the the fact that and you brought that up. Uh, it'll go a little bit about this the the interviewers, the two interviewers who are from Taiwan. And mm. if you're not aware, Taiwan is also. Uh, I'm talking to listeners in general. The Taiwan is a massive point of big debate because Taiwan has been running independent for a long time now. But China says, no, Taiwan's a part of China. And so that is an on-running thing. And the fact that, they, that the two casters, the two interviewers, are from Taiwan and they got super banned too, that's also like they're sending a message to Taiwan too. Because, and let's just say that lots of companies in the U.S. have been bowing down to sort of the, even the idea of that, it's not Taiwan, it's Chinese Taipei. So if you ever hear the term Chinese Taipei, that's because somebody is basically uh, bowing to China on their demand that Taiwan Taiwan isn't officially a country. Taiwan is a country. It's an independent it's an independent country. And but yeah, but they but any, you know, but you'll see this around a lot. Lots of entities will even on TV, you'll see them refer to Chinese Taipei and not Taiwan. And that's, and there again, that's another kind of thread into this as well because they punished even the casters. Whereas in the American University thing, nobody got punished. The interviewers and casters, like, didn't get punished. The students didn't get punished. Nobody got punished. But yeah, but yeah, but also the students have also decided to drop out of that tournament anyways because there again, it's like, they're like, well, you didn't punish us, we proved a point, but also, we can't really continue running this tournament with, whatever, with what has gone down.
0: So we have to so, rewind for a second, actually cover a somewhat important part of yes. this ridiculous story now. Um, yes. So, uh, the, um, the, the justification from Blizzard on this one uh, relates back to a rule Blizzard has in place that essentially states that uh, Blizzard can kind of, without really justifying it, step in and have uh, disciplinary actions against people. That what's the exact wording on this one? It's a, it's a... It,
1: it's super vague. Yeah, it is it, purposely it... super vague. If you basically do anything to harm any group in any way, or just to harm the image of Blizzard in any way, they can punish you. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's so purposely super vague, And I'm having a hard time
0: remembering it because, as Henry's saying, it is so intentionally open-ended. Like, and a lot of people have historically interpreted this to be like, if you got on Twitch or something or were kind of just going on about white supremacy bullshit or something, then Ben Blizzard could step in and be like, fuck you. But this is kind of the first major instance that at least people are generally aware of, of it being used to... to turn this into a free speech debate for a second too, like it's, you can say whatever the fuck you want within reason kind of thing, like there are certain rules like don't yell fire in a movie theater but you yeah. are a victim of consequence and yeah. there, there's an argument to be made that Blizzard has every right to step in and say we don't want you voicing political opinions on our platform the issue is that it seems to only apply in certain circumstances and the way this rule is written yeah. is that it seemed to kind of indicate, it's like it's the No, no. You can be political, just don't be like bad political. If that makes any sense, and
1: or be political. Well, essentially, it's not even be political. It's so vague as to be. Don't be. We'll just we we can just we can just selectively do anything we want at any point. Like I said, the American University students who held up a pro Hong Kong sign, pro you know pro democracy protest sign, as well as you know it also said you know protest you know boycott Blizzard. They didn't get punished at all. Yeah. Zero. Absolutely nothing. And there may also they be an
0: aspect get... of that was after kind of the shit hit the fan and disciplinary action against them would just have added more fuel to the fire, but... But I'm saying if they wanted
1: too. to play consistency, yeah. that's the thing. That's what they proved. That's why they did it. That's why the students did it. They wanted to see alright, are they going to put the... Are they going to be actually consistent on this? Or are they going to prove that they are just being shills for the CCP? so and we got our answer yep
2: so
0: uh we're only
1: on we're only on day two so yeah, far of, of that's why i think we to take a storm. step back
0: though and just cover that because it's a big kind yeah. of hinge point for a bunch of yes. this whole ongoing story so but oh go ahead
2: so okay so let's see where else we are in the timeline right now so We so we have radio silence for a long fucking time from Blizzard as far as like a follow-up to all the shit going on. And needless to say, you have tons of people who are really fucking upset about it. Uh to the point where there were umbrella protests at Blizzard headquarters by Blizzard employees. Yes. Now for those of you who don't know, umbrella protests specifically have a tie to Hong Kong because I believe it was in the nineties. Um, and currently,
0: like you said, tear yeah. gas. <laughs> yeah, so
2: yes. they've they, they've had tear gas fired at them, and so what they've used is umbrellas to kind of protect themselves. But it's it's been a symbol of kind of like protesting in Hong Kong since I believe the 90s. I could be wrong. If you guys want to verify that one on me, I, or I don't know. I, on
0: the going back to the 90s, I know it's part of the protest now because of tear gas. It's either
2: check. yeah, it's either the 90s or early 2000s but, Early two
1: thousands because that's after the handover happens. Yeah, that that's
0: makes
2: more sense. That, that
0: makes yeah. more sense. So that that'll be it then, yeah.
2: So so you have uh so you have that. Plus there's so for those of you who don't know, Blizzard headquarters has a giant fucking orc statue, uh, of an orc riding a wolf, and it's surrounded by runes, and the runes each have the company's like message or motto or things, the values that they represent. And Two of them, in particular, that people have actually called them out on, were uh, "Think Globally" and I believe "Every Voice Matters." Oh, yeah, yeah, so, that's them. Yeah, so the uh, employees decided to cover those up with you know uh, loose leaf paper, basically saying you guys don't represent these values anymore. Which mm-hmm. is actually also very fitting because I found out that this Blizzard statue is right outside the view of the executive offices at Blizzard. So. They can see all of that if they looked out the window. So Yep. So all this stuff goes on. You have the US team that did the Hong Kong protest who didn't get reprimanded at all. Uh, and it's just radio silence for a few days and didn't say a fucking thing. Um and then finally Well, they- actually,
1: let's go into some more things that happened before this even before they that before they finally got to Friday. Okay. So I mean, alright, so you have not one, but two major Hearthstone casters quitting. Like, straight up saying, we can't do this in good faith. So you have Brian Kibler, who was a... I think he was he's the one that was a former Magic Gathering player, or that might have been the other one. In any case, he's been a face of Hearthstone casting. Like, a major one. And he said, I'm not going to be in the next tournament, period. And he hasn't gone back on that. He also wrote a pretty lengthy... Uh, tweet longer about it, and so you can check that out. And it's and it's nuanced and it's thoughtful. And yeah, I mean, it's it was obviously not an easy decision because this has been his life, and that's why. Like, all right, so, but, uh, but yeah, also, uh, Nate Nathan, that's admirable. Zamora has done the same. Who has been a caster along with him? There again, another major face of Hearthstone caster has said no we i can't do the next one in good faith either and so that's that's um and a part of that was in in unity with the two taiwanese casters who got straight up fired one of them in tears like heartbreakingly just shattered absolutely shattered so i mean so there's already some unity i mean among even the casters because of what happened how heavy-handed this was and how ridiculously heavy-handed this was and so that's that's yeah so that happened uh you also have the all right so all right if you aren't familiar with who this is mark kern is a former employee of blizzard i'm not honestly a big fan of him he's he's a gamer gator and kind of a he's a edgelord kind of says PC and SJW unironically so I'm like uh but well, whatever but he he had a long interview a long form interview on, that was streamed live so I mean there's so you got to hear straight up what he thought and he had some some pretty interesting stuff to say actually you can find it online they they did like do a vod of it so you can find it on YouTube but he makes some pretty cool points on it because he's like I used to work there I know kind of how things move for the most part, at least up to what I left and how things go through there, as well as like as the new CEO of my own company, you know how I would be responding in a similar controversy. I mean, so well, one thing he has done, he said, he said, no, I'm 100 percent support of the Hong Kong protests. I know that's going to ruin me for my contacts in China and my funding from China, any funding that I might get from China. So that's that's ruined. but. You know, I'm willing to take that chance, but it's also I'm the CEO of a smaller company, and I can afford to do that. I can kind of say what I want and so but I think if you want to see some other kind of interesting takes from somebody that used to be a part of Blizzard on that 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 interview is worth a listen i was I was watching in real time um and that was, that actually happened on Friday, but he mentioned he ta- started tweeting about it almost as soon as it happened because it's like he he does. Still like Blizzard. He doesn't have anything really against Blizzard. He's just it's like disappointed dad. That's that's a really big part of his take. Is like, God, what what have you done? Like, what are you doing? How did you get this far away from where you used to be? When I, even I was still there. So I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, so uh, you have a lot of internet unity, creative protests, um, May. Has become the new symbol of the resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people have been uh, like basically making fan art of May with symbols of the Hong Kong protests, like with a with the umbrella, with the goggles, with the uh, bandage over one eye. And so that's even more of a deep dive there. So you'd have to look. You, it's because of an injury that have, that has happened there. And so with a bandage over one eye is you know, so and holding pro-Hong Kong signs, because they're trying to see if they can get get Overwatch banned in China, which, you know, it's like, well, you know, you made this move, so we're just going to screw over one of your sources of income in China and get Overwatch banned.
2: Well, what's even more interesting about the Overwatch thing is Tracer and 76 aren't gay in China.
1: Nope. Yeah. So
2: when Blizzard puts out that, oh, hey, this character's gay, it, they're not doing it because it means anything to the actual character. They're doing it because they're fucking trying to, like, just get good credits or good shits as they're trying to cash in on. Because yep. it really meant something for the character. The character would be like that across the board, but in China they're not. So yep, yep, yeah.
1: So May is also uh, the all right. So this is something that may or may not be. I, this is this one is hard to. I almost don't want to talk, say mention it, but the statue pre-order on both entertainment earth and blizzard store for the new may statue is gone it's not online now yep they removed I mean. that so i'm not sure... Sh- i mean sometimes they do that when something sells out like they'll just remove it but it seems like they've just completely removed it like it's not you can't access it anymore at all so that that happened um in other news a well related thing a canadian may cosplayer Has gotten fully funded. She's going to be coming to a a protest. So uh, so she'll be there. And so uh, I think I've covered a lot of what I was going to cover before. Friday, Friday, Friday.
2: Oh, wait. There's a few more things for leading up to Friday. Okay. All right, please. So we talked about the cosplay. Okay. So we talked about the May thing. We've talked about the shoutcasters who said they've left um mm-hmm. so now there's also a huge wave of people trying to cancel or just flat oh canceling their web subscriptions and things like that or just flat out trying to delete their accounts
0: mm-hmm. so apparently so before you go down this that was i guess proven to not necessarily yeah, it be seemed blocked, like but man was it suspicious
1: yeah it seemed like it could have been a more of a thing of like their servers were overloaded yeah. with people trying to delete their accounts, because I ran into that too i couldn't I couldn't use any of the other methods for a long time, and then i all of a sudden i could mm-hmm. so so okay. all right but yeah, uh, so essentially the thing was it seemed like they they had taken a as you're about to say, sorry, but uh, yeah go yeah. ahead go ahead and say go ahead. And say, so yeah.
2: so there were suspicions that you were unable to delete your accounts entirely. Um, And they they were preventing you from doing so where people were getting locked out after trying to do like the SMS protect to authenticate your account was getting locked Mm -hmm. out after the first attempt. Um, And they were requiring people to send picture ID in order to confirm things shutting down kind of thing. And even then, for some people, that was failing. Even the the ID upload. And I think, uh, Henry, you tried to delete your account. I think like just flat out close everything out, right?
1: Yep. And it failed the first time.
2: So, but it, but
1: I put it through again after the apparently they either returned functionality after taking away or maybe it was actually just being like completely overloaded, overwhelmed with people like me who have who are trying to delete their accounts. Yeah, yeah I am wh- deleting. What may my- have
0: happened was they people may have actually caused a DDoS attack, kind of thing. Like that, it, that is it may that's a very inadvertently situation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, we can't say one way or the other on that one,
0: but I, yeah. I, it, it is worth mentioning the it fact did. that for a little while there was the rumor circulating that they were actively blocking it. Like we can't and prove it did one way or like the that. other, but it yeah. sure seemed like they were blocking it. But kind of signs mm-hmm. are now pointing towards probably not. But like I, I think it's a worth it. It's at least good kind of flavor to kind of where things were at. In yeah, the and
1: how people felt about things. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I've yeah I have deleted my own. I have deleted my account. I have set fire to my the well oh, I only had a couple of games on there, but yeah, uh, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to send them messages that I'm never buying from Blizzard again, ever. That's done. I am completely done. No. Yeah. Um, so and th- and the thing is, when you delete your account, you do like get rid of like you know, unlike God's Unchained, you you once you delete your account. You don't have access to those games anymore, so it is like they take away your game. Which, by the way, side note, fuck you. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's kind of point of sale. Point of sale doctrine should be the thing. Point of sale doctrine should be the thing. See, the thing is, is like, yeah, I should, I shouldn't. Like, it's like they came into my house and took the game from me. But you know what? I'm willing to do that just because, in every way, I want to send them a resounding fuck you.
2: Mm -hmm. Because uh,
1: but yeah, it's yeah, it's it sucks that I've lost the money that I've spent because that's how they punish you. See, that's how they were trying to prevent people from ever deleting their account. They're like, well, if you delete your account, we take away everything you've ever bought. So what kind of sense you know think about that. Think about that for a second. What you know, what how would you feel if literally you're sitting at home and somebody like took your shoes because you said, I don't want I don't you know or took your jacket. It's like you, you, you know. Let's say you decide I don't like the people who made this jacket, and then they break into your house and take your jacket away from you. It's, what sense does that make? Fuck you, Blizzard.
0: Let's steer a little bit back on course because that's yeah. That that one's a the thought I think is applicable. I think it's a yeah, it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair, bit of a fair. not fair comparison. But yes, and we have far more of this to get through still. Yeah, like we, yeah. So, yeah.
2: So before the big Friday wonderful uh, event there, you had some other people speaking out about the whole thing. In particular, uh, just to really throw in there, Gods Unchained, which is something that uh, Henry mentioned here, they actually put out a message saying, hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and give Blitzchung the money he was supposed to be owed from the tournament and cover his fee and, I think, his flight to a bigger tournament?
1: Yep. To their to a, to, a, to their tournament, yes. Yeah.
2: So that's that's one thing, and then I have to do this particular part of the news bit because I think this is a little bit of like what is that German word for enjoyment? Freud. for Charlie, but epic good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I did enjoy this part where I'm like,
2: oh. yes. So I gotta say, epic good. So Tim Sweeney, uh, they they put out there saying, so what's going to happen with some of these other developers and Tim Sweeney, uh, the guy who owns 60% of the controlling, I guess, controlling power of Epic, decided to say we will never ban any content creator or streamer uh, from expressing their political opinions, whatever they may be. Mm. Um, and then, so somebody had said, "Well, 10 cent is it? 10 cent for that? Yeah, for them, it's 10 cent. 10 cent owns mm-hmm. 40%." Yes. Of the company. And he says, well, I own the majority share, A, and as long as I own the controlling share, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. And I guess we did a little digging, and they're not publicly traded, are they?
0: No, they, they are still a private company. And, like, yeah. it's also one of those swings where it's Tim Sweeney is not just the controlling share owner. He's the CEO, controlling share owner, and, like, two or three other things that make ousting him actually incredibly difficult. So it's yeah. it's one of those ones where it's like could it uh, could ten cent find a way to oust him? Sure, but like it's inc- it it's not being yeah. it's far more unlikely it doesn't happen. And like it's one of those ones where it's ten cents investment in Epic is more of an investment as opposed to an ownership kind of thing. Like I, the public mm-hmm. versus privately traded company aspects of things make things mm-hmm. weird. And when people are saying like, oh they own 40% of Epic and only, like, 5% of Activision or Blizzard or whatever that thing breaks down to. It's like, yeah, except it's a different ownership because of how the companies are structured. And, yeah, it, it none of us have the degrees necessary to dig into the kind of ra- the intricacies of the business aspects of these things. Um, but, like, uh, the example I would use, actually, remember back, I think it was, like, three, two or three years ago now, back in the, like, Pre a hundreds episodes of the Wicked Awesome cast, uh, I was having a lot of fun with the Via Was it Viacom? Vivendi? Slow seeming mm. takeover of Ubisoft. Like, yeah. The Activision, the Activision Blizzard situation is more akin to that than yeah. because Ubisoft is more publicly traded kind of thing. It's a, it is a larger company than Epic. Epic happens to make one of the world's largest games, but overall, the actual studio in company is relatively small compared to other kind of big players in the industry whereas yes. Epic is like no they have investment here and they have some sway but yeah Tim Sweeney can say that without like major fear of, reprim- of, rep- of repercussions I was gonna say reprimand but yeah it's he's at least in this instance more or less kind of capable of actually saying that and enforcing it as opposed to if someone at Blizzard said that they'd probably get ousted within minutes yeah so so
2: he he's he's got a lot more of a kind of control in that situation. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um, I have you to can say, say that he can get away with that if that's the case. Cause I thought, well, he's pu- if it's a public traded company, they can easily just try to buy out more shares and, and take it all over and all that. But no, it's a private owned company and he owns all that. Plus he's basically he, he's, he's kind of a big deal is what he's trying to say in the long Yeah, sum it up. So right. I got to say Epic good.
1: Yeah, but so, you know who's who's not good? Mm-hmm. Riot. Because of course they aren't fucking good. Well, so so and you, uh,
0: Riot so dug like- their own grave on this one too. Like this is my. Yeah. If you can have a favorite kind of part of this whole fucked up situation, the way Riot chose to handle it, I think is my like. Yeah, <sighs> of course it's this. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. favorite's definitely the wrong word. But like, if there's like one. Part of this, I'm like going to hold tight for the rest of my days being like, this was the part I found most kind of hilarious of all of this in a truly schadenfreude way was epic. Uh, not epic, sorry. um, Riot originally got out there being like, we're not censoring anything. And then we're like, just kidding. We are banning casters and not not, not just discouraging, like straight up, like saying you cannot talk about this to casters, players and like generally across the board anything about Hong Kong and politics in general. It's not... like Again, the way it's written is vague enough that it's kind of like, it's not clear if a caster can even post about politics on their Twitter.
1: Yeah. So, yep. Way to be fucking garbage, Riot.
0: And not just Chinese Hong Kong relations, just kind of like that stuff in general you can't talk about. So... So I think
2: we covered everything leading up to Friday. Ah, uh, yes, I believe. We, I, think we so.
0: have. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I think so. At least from all so, the important parts. I'm sure there's other small aspects we've missed there. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Henry, do you want to take us? You want to recap Friday for us?
1: Holy shit! All right. So <laughs> they they just so Friday so Friday night. So, that's, you know, as you mentioned before, that's kind of a bullshit time to put something out because you're trying to miss the news cycle. Because most people will already be done for the week. And there aren't that... You, yeah, it's trying to skip a lot. Wicked in awesome, any case,
0: recording on the weekends because of this bullshit! Yep.
1: Yes. Yep. And so, they they put out, finally put out an official statement. An official, super cowardly, super... Sorry, but actually, we're not literally sorry, even the slightest. All right. So, yeah, their statement was essentially. All right. So in a nutshell, it's we, we will always we, we do this thing, but we will lessen. We will lessen the punishments. And so, which is, by the way, that's a Weasley PR thing. And I can go into the psychology of why that often works on people. But in any case, I'll go into what they said. the they,
0: Note version. I think it's worth talking about in this instance, because it's absolutely a, oh shit, we did not expect this to go the way it did response. Alright,
1: so, essentially, it wasn't a complete mea couple. As I said, it's not an apology. It's, we're, we have every right to do this, but we're going to reduce the, the bans of, well, the ban of Blitzchung in particular. We're going to reduce that to six months. And we will give him the money, which, I have to say, the taking away the money part, that was the weirdest thing. That was the shittiest thing. Yeah. And so, um, I don't think, hold on, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, they don't, okay, yeah, they, they, oh yeah, they did, yeah, they also set the caster suspension to six months as well, sorry, I had to, like, recheck on that one, but. So they've reduced all the set all the bans to six months and are gonna give him his money, but it's Alright, so it spends the first paragraph talking about, alright, you know, it's this normal PR thing, like we're about we're about core values. Think globally, read lead responsibly. Every voice matters. See, they even did those things in there, which is like, oh no. Why? <laughs>
0: no. If and, I may interject but, for a second Henry. They're playing my favorite apology game which is we're not sorry. We're sorry we got caught.
1: Yes. Yep. And so they're basically and they basically spend most of it just defending their their decision ultimately like like we you know we had like they you know it's you know they they signed up for this and so we deserve to do whatever we want here. And they have a certain job to do and a certain way to be, and, we will, and we'll uphold that. But you know what the most weaselly thing? I want to be clear, our relationships in China had no influence on decision. This is where we toss our heads back and laugh. Gaffar,
0: gaffar, gaffar. Yeah, yeah. Sensible come, chuckle.
1: Come the fuck comically on. Comically we'll evil laugh,
0: comically evil we'll laugh.
1: Come the fuck on. So, Come on. You, you, as you, you, you met Alex, you mentioned the Weibo thing. I mean, that's yeah. no, yeah, no, it's totally about that. And also the American university students who decide to test that out as well. No, it's, it's horse shit.
0: So
2: just to kind of we'll add to the, well, go ahead and finish up and then I'll, I'll, I'll throw in. Can a I
0: question. add a conspiracy theory to this that I think is a very real aspect of this one? Mm. Go go ahead. So, um, Blizzard is owned by Activision, as we've kind of established numerous times. Um, know what else is launching right now in China and is up for review? Call of Duty. Call of Duty Mobile.
1: hmm uh, Call of Duty Mobile. Which we've kind of mentioned the fact that mobile works so well in China yep. because. So a, there is an
0: aspect of this that of people, people have theorized is that part of kind of the hard stance taken is because Activision is desperate. For that game to take off in China, mm-hmm. and get through the well, approval process. Because, fun fact mm-hmm. about China's game industry: the government has to approve every game that gets that shows up there. Essentially,
2: yep, yeah. Well, the crazy thing too about that is, I guess somebody somebody was running numbers and stuff like that, or trying to put together some napkin math numbers. Um, the money that was made from, like, from other, like, so the United States makes up about ninety percent of what Blizzard makes. A good, like I think, it's up, that's rough estimate. But I no, no, like no, it's 85. not. It's not
1: the U.S. only. Basically, I think it's a better thing to say. Twelve percent of their income comes from Asia in general. Yeah, and but that includes that includes Japan and Korea. Like when it comes to just China, it's around seven. I've, seven heard, to 8%. I've heard
2: somewhere between five and seven. So potentially at this point, they're appeasing their 5% market for potential growth in the mobile industry against their 90% consistent fixed income that they have right now. They're essentially trying to prioritize short-term potential profits over long-term consistent profits, which is stupid and so fitting of a lot of these companies nowadays because they all think short-term window and nothing long term sustainable right
1: yeah so and yeah and so yeah it's it's that's the thing it's like and that's a, that's one of the reasons and a side a quick side note about the you other know, the reason why hong kong is so valuable chinese money is worth fucking nothing it's like on the world market it's bullshit it's monopoly money it's so it because the way that they have you know deal with their currency is in such a weird, I mean, weird, heavy-handed, and manipulative, even more manipulative than most countries, in that, yeah, they have to go through Hong Kong for there to be any value. That's one of the reasons why their, their stake is so low, because their money is monopoly money. It's, it's, you, it's worthless, like, if it's not traded through Hong Kong first. But, yeah, I, I think that's, that's part of that reason. Yeah, their money is kind of worthless in the world market so, but yeah, um, another thing I think is interesting is parts of this uh, this this is conspiracy this is conspiratorial, so i'm gonna say that right now, this is completely conspiratorial parts of this read like it was written it was not written by a a, a first language speaker of english that like a like it, it's it was english as a as a second you know second language because uh. Uh, they use a term that, well, like, one term in particular is weird and awkward. Prizing. That's that's not a thing that English speakers say. So, I mean, uh, so in particular, uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, in the tournament, it's, all right, so even this whole sentence is, is awkward. In the tournament itself, Blitzchung played fair. We now believe he should receive his prizing. So that's awkwardly phrased, and there's awkwardly phrased stuff all through this. So, this may n- eh, may not have been written entirely by by Blizzard America. Well, I'm saying that straight up. Some parts of this probably were written by authorities in the CCP.
2: Well, there's a good chance that all of it was just written by China, and they just put J. Allen Bragg's name on it, and he just yeah. signed off on it because. Um, I think are we referring to the same guy who did the language breakdown, the one in the Twitter? Yes. So he does. Yeah, he does a big breakdown, and then people went back and looked at his pre at Jalen Brack's previous postings, and the language in that does not match up to his previous posts.
1: Oh, not even close. And like I said, things are things are phrased. I mean, all right. So I, all right. So another full disclosure: I have been a English as a second language teacher, like for years, actually. And so, I'm, I'm familiar with how going from one language to another, like, new, like you know, even with myself, speaking, like, Japanese and Korean as second languages is, like, my phrasing is often weird. Uh, straight up, I, I can't, it's hard to avoid. And so, and then for the people that I've taught, it's, like, sometimes hard for them to get around weird phrasing because of the way the grammar and other, and wording and just everything works. As well as vocabulary and so there's just large parts of this also um, this was put out I mean it was put out on the 11th, but these date on the on the thing says 12th hmm you know where it was already the 12th China so that's also suspect. so yeah there's there's just all sorts of things about this that were complete and other bullshit. Poss very, very highly likely put out, if not by the CCP, probably by NetEase or Tencent.
2: Yeah, would not fucking surprise me at all. Yeah. So. Uh, but holy
1: crap! What a what a horrible tone deaf. We're not sorry for. We're actually not even gonna say we're sorry. We're not sorry for anything. We d- we can we can do whatever we want. This was a message of we can literally do whatever we want. Ha ha. That's because we can do what we want. Yeah, suck it. So that, that was their response.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple things to throw in here as well. Um, mm-hmm. BlizzCon is in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are suspecting they're purposely not trying to say as much as possible to hope it dies down. And I've never
0: been this excited about. for BlizzCon in my entire I life. I am
2: <laughs> fucking stoked. Now,
0: Oh, oh this dude sitting
1: here, this dude is going down to protest. And I'm making my own May costume
0: to do it. Nice I still think you should go as the robot just to fuck with people, but <laughs> I get the I, I get the point though too. It's not that's not the point.
2: Yeah. So just to kinda uh put this out there, I, I did already have uh the Blizzard thing purchased for BlizzCon. I'm gonna keep it. Because I want to watch this fucking train wreck. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you've already bought it. Yeah, there again, I, like I said, point of sale, man. You bought it, you own it. You should get, you should get to keep it and, you know, yeah. And also, yeah, go on, please.
2: Yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing how many QAs are canceled. Mm. Uh, how Because I'm going to watch as them. much of it as I can live.
0: Mm. And then
2: see if they edit the VODs later on. So, I look Ooh, forward yeah. to tracking all of that stuff when BlizzCon happens. This do you think up. we'll
0: get a new Do You Not Own Phones out of this?
2: Oh, absolutely. And that's assuming, like, <sighs> I don't know. Like, they already have so much to deal with. I think not having phones is the least of your fucking worries kind of situation. There's so much more that's already built up even prior.
0: No, that's like, what I'm saying, though. Like, I think, do, we, do you think we'll have another tone deaf Blizzard moment? Absolutely replaces. Do you oh not
2: have hell phones? yeah! Absolutely. That, also, that's pretty much
1: yeah. They've they've already stepped in it. They continue to step in it hard. But go on.
2: Also, Charlie.
0: Yeah.
2: My Wow subscription ends December sixteenth.
0: Okay, so uh, let us save this conversation for an email. We have we actually had a yep. we actually had a listener write in kind of asking specifically about like how to ethically play. Controversial games. I want it, this is an important conversation to have. I want to yeah. save it for then though because I think it's an mm-hmm. important kind of response to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: Cool. Well then, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, Blizzard being completely fucking tone deaf. Uh, I. Think, that's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I, d- I definitely predict that's gonna be a thing.
1: Yep. I imagine that they're they're just going to. Also, I imagine they're going to. Stop obvious protesters that have tickets at the door and not allow them in. I think that's going to happen.
2: I would love to see them try to justify that shit. Oh,
1: the thing is, because it won't be that many people, because let's just, you know, be real. Protesters in general, it's not a large, necessarily a majority of the population that's into protesting, period. Like I said, I'm going to be down there, but I don't have a ticket to BlizzCon, and I'm not buying one because they're too expensive.
0: And I'd also argue that a bunch of people will probably view canceling their ordering as a protest of some kind at this point, too. Yeah.
1: So, I, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think they will, because of the fact that they're like, oh, it's not going to be that many people, they're going to stop you at the door if you're wearing, like, May stuff or, like, pro Hong Kong stuff or Winnie the Pooh stuff. By the way, Winnie the Pooh, also a protest. I want to see symbol. an
0: entire Overwatch panel attended by nothing but Winnie the Poohs.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think they will. I. I you know, I might be completely wrong on this, but I honestly think that they're going to stop people at the door and say, no, you can't come in with that. So and I, I and think then, in and the interest they'll...
0: of moving this along, so we do have some other stuff to get through, I think on this topic yeah. we can only wait and see. Like, it's, yeah. what'll happen will happen, and we will definitely be talking about it when that well, happens, we have... because we love to cover BlizzCon. Holy crap, yeah.
2: So, so really quick before we get out yeah. right there. Because we do have um... other
0: fucked up shit to cover this week, believe it or not. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, Somehow. Will we, we have a lot of protesters?
2: This. Will we have a lot of protesters? Probably not. But you know what we will have a lot of at BlizzCon? Trolls.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Never underestimate the power of gamers being willing to fucking troll the shit out of people or a company.
1: Oh, oh yeah. So That's that see that's super, super, super gonna happen. Yeah. They're gonna like any anytime you let anybody near a microphone. Something's gonna happen. It already has. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's
2: that's yeah. with this, mm, yeah. Hence why I
0: fucking love looking forward to this BlizzCon. Mm. So. it feels like we're advertising for BlizzCon. We're not. We are genuinely excited to just see the potential dumpster fire go up. Like, as a oh, connoisseur yeah. of dumpster fires, and if you're a longtime listener mm. to this podcast, you are now too. Just courtesy of us. We rarely get to look forward in the future and go, Harketh, what if that off in the distance? It'd be a dumpster fire of year specifying proportions, Captain. It's BlizzCon, isn't it? Yeah, it's BlizzCon. Ah, we shall light the skies for weeks with the blowback from that dumpster. I don't know why I did that, but it felt correct for the situation. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay. Moving so, on, so maybe?
0: Let's move on to some happier, less controversial building-you-up-for-a-minute news. Uh, Rajang, Rajang, however it's pronounced, one of the most infamous monsters of the Monster Hunter universe has come to Monster Hunter World. And If you've not watched Ooh. Rajang, Rajang, have the, the murder monkey, if you will, do yeah. his work, you owe it to yourself to try and track down some capitalizing on the popularity of Monster Hunter World's streamer and watch him just get his shit caved in by this beast uh, uh murder monkey is a long-standing kind of gateway a, it's a rite of passage in the monster hunter world as someone who's beaten him once and once i like fuck it i'm out of this franchise for a little bit i'm really mm-hmm. happy to see this come the fact he's there and all his just like world-endingly evil glory is great he's intimidating he fucking beasts on shit like apparently his um his turf wars are great. I am super happy about this. Like, it, I'm,
2: I'm watching one of his turf wars, and he literally tries to fucking snap the neck of this fucking thing.
0: Yeah, he like, breaks the horn off of one of the other more infamous animals, or other more whoa. infamous monsters in the canon universe. Like, Murder Monkey is like top tier badass. Like, I will always <laughs> love Devil Joe the Murder Pickle the most because he's Devil Joe, but like, Murder Monkey. Beats on Devil Joe. Like it pains me to say it, but like if you're if you're ranking badasses of the Monster Hunter World monsters, Rajang's like right at the goddamn top. Like it, there are very few things less uh, greater than Rajang that aren't like big world bosses where it's like yo, it's the size of a skyscraper. Like this is kind of one things where it's like dragon the size of a small mountain versus one really big ape boy. Who wins? Probably the ape boy actually. Yeah, it's... Holy shit, he looks fucking terrifying. He is terrifying, oh, yeah. yeah. Holy oh, yeah.
2: shit, like, I, and I've played Monster Hunter, and the monsters on there don't freak me out. Yeah. This monster freaks me the fuck out.
0: It's coming for you, Alex. He's outside your window right now. <laughs> he's He's waving at yep. you.
1: Waving at you with the broken horn of he's, another major monster. He's across the street drinking some
0: Stumptown coffee holding a newspaper just glaring <laughs> at your window going Soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm super excited about this. I was super excited when they announced this. Like, But it's, it's one thing when they get like, okay, we're bringing this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Everything you've done so far has been real good. What will Rajang be like? Shows up. Yo, I'm a big deal. Okay, yeah, this is correct. This is what I wanted to see. People being fucking wrecked by him and terrified. Like, th- the level of he is wrecking shit and making people cry means I'm like, I should get back into Monster Hunter. I really should. No, I, I'm, I'm playing Destiny right now. Rajang's out there. Yeah, fucking Rajang's out there. I don't want to fuck with that shit again. Fuck you.
2: His fucking haymaking, like haymakers he's throwing out there is just
0: fuck he will. I think he can now pick you up and, like, throw you around the zone. Fantastic. Yeah, like yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, Kind of keeping an R, building you up, but this is a little bit more serious. Uh, someone, this this was supposed to be the big news of this week because it's one part tragic and one part fucking ridiculous, but someone has robbed the Valve HQ. They were arrested. They made off with I think it was like $60,000 to $40,000 worth of stuff. Oh, that's the wrong link. Give me one second. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, basically, yeah, about four hundred forty thousand worth of games the, of, and all uh, that
0: jazz. And yeah. most importantly, they stole uh, Gabe's minigun. Which what? side note, Gabe Newell had a minigun. I, it, it's not a real minigun, is my impression. Uh, there's a picture from Forbes way back that has imposing with it. Apparently, oh, the yeah, prop that's, has just is just that been the one in, from the heavy in TF2 basically
1: yeah but i'm looking at it yeah it's not a real it's a prop. minigun it's a it's definitely a prop you look at it it is in every way a prop somebody lovingly welded this oh, together yeah. i can see the the welding on it it looks amazing but yeah that's gone and that's yeah, yeah. or that got stolen anyway
0: yes i, I believe <laughs> it's all been recovered now at this point but um yeah uh the the perpetrator was one sean Shactuus, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that last name right. Uh, 32 years old, broken, stole some stuff, got arrested. He tried he, he yep. sold, the, the funniest part of this all is all uh, amongst all the stuff he sold, uh, stole, he then sold it to a GameStop for 335 bucks. <sighs> $40,000 worth of games stolen. Which is so fitting cuz that yeah. sounds like a GameStop fucking
2: trade yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, well done, idiot.
2: Yeah. Was there meth involved? I feel it, like there's got to be some sort of narcotic. The article I
0: have doesn't say, but no, I don't see anything here. Yeah. But apparently this isn't the
1: first thing he's done. Yeah. He stole a FedEx truck among other things. Yeah. So, so I assume those
0: <laughs> are low jacked, So I, that, that seems like a yeah. poor choice. Oh, yeah, oh,
1: they are. They are. I know they are low jack. Yeah.
0: So, all right, now that we've got you back up, we're going to bring you back down again, though, with some, uh, <laughs> more sad news. Uh, uh, a bunch of details about the PS5 got out there. Suspiciously, just as a bunch of Sony Interactive layoffs were happening, it's not just executives leaving; real layoffs are happening. Was there an actual number on how many people were laid off as part of this? Um,
1: I it does not say yet. So dozens. I mean, but in the then uh, that's just in the UK. As far as the in the US, it's an unknown number. Yeah. So yeah. yep.
0: Uh, But But on that same topic, we have a tentative release date for the PS5, which will be holiday 2020. So next year you'll be seeing this, kind of lining up with what most people thought. It appears to be the weird-ass console we were shown that's got that V thing in the center of it, which I am crazy excited for. (laughs) No super confirmed tech specs just yet, but it seems powerful and comparable, and yeah. Mostly it's just coming next year. Alright, let's build you back up Again, another weird one. A new Brain Age is on its way to the Switch in Japan. It just got announced it's coming to the UK, uh, not UK, the Europe territories, which means it's probably coming to the US. Uh, As someone who's getting older, I am super excited for a new Brain Age. Yep. Brain Age is a fun, non-threatening franchise.
1: It is. It's super cool. I've also saw a... right, so at the GDQ... They've done a a task of that, yeah. a tool assisted speedrun of it, which is very entertaining, but the game itself just it's just fun to play. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Well, those unclear what brain age is it's essentially kind of a mental exercise game. It's full of brain teasers and math and other stuff, just to keep your brain in shape, if you will. And Yep. It's one of those kind of Nintendo things that feels very Nintendo. It's coming to the Switch, it's got a stylus needed for it. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah. I'm just happy to see the return of Dr. of Dr um How do you pronounce this one? Kawashima's? What's that? Uh the the oh, the talking oh, head yeah, creator Dr. of Kawashima. It. Yeah. Who yells at you and makes you feel bad for being bad at brain stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, our last um bad news of the week, sad news, bad news, whatever you want to qualify kind of this stuff as. Yeah. Um this one's not directly gaming related, but because it is peripherally lit enough, we have to talk about it. Uh, another shooting happened, and Twitch streamed it to over two thousand people. This is not quite as a. The shooting was not as kind of tragic as the one in Melbourne. Not Melbourne's in no, no, not, not Melbourne. Um, the one in uh, oh, God, I can't remember the country now. Uh, north of Australia. Um, you're talking about New Zealand. New Zealand, yes. Thank you. God, I fucking like asshole now. I body count was way lower for this one, but still it made the rounds on Twitch. Like, it wasn't featured and stuff like that, but still it it got around and took quite a time. It, it took a while for Twitch to actually realize it was even happening again, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, which is, you know, I I have to say on Twitch's part, it's like at this point, there are thousands of streams going on at the same time. Yeah. And they have to rely on people to report this stuff early. For them to catch it. Because yeah. if if not, they, they, they don't have they don't they don't have enough employees to watch every single stream and monitor that. Yep. But they do have employees that are actively monitoring on if there's if something comes through like this is something that can't be on, they immediately they try to get it on yep. it pretty quickly. But
0: And so this is kind of only bring this up because in kind of a weird twist of things this week, there's been this topic of was YouTube and Twitch a mistake? Like it's been there's been some other stuff written about it recently, like what like has you has the rise of kind of Twitch and YouTube stars led to just an overall negative impact on things? And it's it's weird to say it, but I think, in a weird kind of coming to a head moment. PewDiePie got out there this week and talked about kind of whether or not he thinks YouTube was a good thing at this point in time. Which it is fantastically tone deaf. Like he's aware of kind of the problems he's caused and like the impact he's had. But also, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you've made a shit ton of money, especially early on, kind of making poorly edited, poorly produced videos it is the most kind of living the dream thing possible and to get out there after your financially sound for the rest of multiple lives, potentially, kind of situation, being like, yeah, maybe this was actually bad on the grand spectrum of things is just masterfully tone deaf, but also really does speak to... Yeah, this maybe is a bigger problem than we're giving you credit for. Like, it's it ties back into the idea of kind of the, like, if you think of YouTube as not a social media, what is it? It's definitely one because it has this farther-reaching impact on people's psyche. Like, it's the you find yourself in a kind of one-upsmanship with other people based on just like things you have no control over necessarily. Like, and it's got busted algorithms and weird monetization and favorable treatment and yeah.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and, you know, and I'm going to come out and sort of say, essentially, like, I mean, in in my view, I do have nuance to my view, but I see the internet in general as nothing more than a tool. It is not moral or immoral in itself. Like, it is all up to how people use it. I don't think there's any intrinsic to YouTube in particular, specifically YouTube, or any other video sharing platform like Vimeo or whatnot. I don't think there's anything intrinsic to them that is harmful. I think what's happened is it's just being utilized by human, you know humans, and so it's going to be vulnerable to human psychology and how human psychology can be manipulated. I mean, the things that are happening on there are things that have been happening through all out history, such as the manufacturing of consent and the manufacturing of authenticity. I mean, that's, I mean, manufacturing of authenticity, that's literally, you know, all these, you know, all, the, all these shows, all the supposedly reality TV shows, that's manufacturing on authenticity. And they've done that forever. I mean, that's P- PR. Now, maybe it's on a wider scale than it's been on before, but it's nothing that we didn't have before. So, I mean, I mean, I guess that's maybe the argument that because it's on such a wide and easily accessible scale and easily usable scale that is everybody has access to use it i mean is it i mean it, it's a ch- almost like a chicken and an egg thing Is like is it the is it the thing that's driving people to do more just self-destructive things or society negative society things or is it just reflecting what you know what people would have done already yeah, the, just maybe not on the same scale there's an no so argument to made for the visibility
0: aspect of it where yes, you're giving people an when, outlet that's free and easily accessible
1: yeah and the thing is uh, I don't I see so much good coming out of it out of the internet in particular or the internet in general and even out of YouTube I mean I'm seeing so many voices important voices getting heard that hadn't been heard before I mean like People have been utilizing it like, you know, like, you know, st- groups, you know, like LGBTQ plus are getting visibility on there that they never would have gotten before. People are having access to see other people, even if it's manufactured authenticity and if it's not totally you know real in a certain sense. They're seeing things. They're seeing people from around the world. I feel like that that's been having a a a good socializing influence. That is, people saying, "Oh, that pe- that person over there in, you know, in that country, you know, in Jordan. Oh, that's a you know, that's a real flesh and blood person. You know, that person over there in, you know, Zimbabwe. Oh, that's you know, that's that's a real person. You know, it's like I, it, it, I think that's helped to, that's a part of actually helping to humanize rather than dehumanize."
0: And um, let's like kind of link it back to our big main topic this week, which we haven't done in a long time, like the world would have not known about like would the whole kind of blizzard situation have happened without the constant of live streaming who knows but 100% the rest of the world wouldn't have known about it if it no. hadn't been for those that outlets or those outlets yeah. nope
1: and the internet in general and streaming in particular yeah like yeah straight up like we would never have heard it like it would have just been a silent silent it would just been a silencing a a censorship silencing and we would never have known Just as we have never you know we don't we aren't aware of a lot of stuff that happens in other countries that's not broadcasted so that's the thing it's like you know i don't like to be cliche but you know double-edged sword it's a tool and it's a tool that can be utilized in many different ways and i think there is a longer conversation to be had about that yeah yeah
0: Oh. Alright, we're, we're done with our downer stuff for the time being. we got two more kind of fun ones, or at least ironically fun ones. Uh, next up, this one is specifically for Alex and in, in some ways. I think will hurt him the most. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft got out there and announced that they're making some uh, TV shows, specifically animations, for some of their more kind of beloved franchises, fucking Rayman, et cetera, et cetera. But most importantly of which is Blood Dragon. Alex, would you <laughs> watch a Blood Dragon, uh, Cartoon?
2: Would I watch a Blood Dragon cartoon? Maybe? But What if I, I mean... told
0: you it was aimed at tweens? You know, people then... that weren't even alive for all the stuff Blood Dragon is making fun of. Then yes. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Sign me up. Well, that's what they're doing. Uh, along with uh, Far Cry, Rayman, and Watch Dogs, these are apparently being adapted. We'll see if anything actually comes of it, but the idea of making a Blood Dragon TV show for people that weren't it feels really ages to say, but like, if you weren't even alive yet in the '90s, will you even get what Blood Dragon is making fun of? Like, does that mean the show is just purely the aesthetic of Blood Dragon, which is cool unto itself, but like it lacks the like future of 1999 jokes?
2: I think it yeah. works. I think it works. I wouldn't call it like. <sighs> no, I think you can enjoy. It. I mean, it doesn't matter what. Like, I love Mash, but I wasn't alive for the. You know, Korean I War. would argue
0: that MASH's stuff is more relevant. Like it's
1: MASH isn't yes, a pop culture thing, is Yeah, military life is kind of and military life as well. It's like it's a little more, uh, uh, yeah. But but also the the Watchdog spinoff is apparently also going to be kind of tweenish because it's taking place in a in a middle school.
0: Okay, that's a little. Okay, so, I'm sorry. See, I- I can... If that means I get to get, like, teenage Aiden Pierce batoning people in hallways, because that's what you <laughs> did in that game, never forget Aiden Pierce is a fucking monster, I'm in. Yeah. I, if they fully capture, <laughs> like, the edge lordiness that was Aiden Pierce just assaulting random people on a street, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact uh, yeah, that you're a domestic terrorist in the second one. Either one. Either one I'm okay with.
1: Yep. But yep. It's... So that's... Yeah i mean it makes sense that like maybe you know the rabbits they've been
0: trying to adapt stuff for years like if you're forgetting the e3 from last year they even showed off that like new thing from some of the it's always sunny guys where it's like yo we're doing a tv show about how ridiculous game creation is it's like that's not something to make fun of at all (laughs) yep yeah all right uh last but not least this week uh our, we've alluded to it, we've kind of jokingly referenced to it, but uh, Silent Hill the franchise will live on oh? as a slot machine. Womp, uh, womp. Thanks, Konami. We, we
2: win. Uh.
0: Finally, Silent Hill as it was meant to be experienced with gambling and potential payouts and bright lights and flashy colors and loud noises truly capturing what brought people to the Silent Hill franchise in the first place. Thank you, Konami, for bringing this to us. Yeah, they nailed it. Yep.
1: Yeah, well, well done. These cabinets
0: even make me angry looking at them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... Based Konami. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the... Not, what the fuck am I saying? That's it for news. I'm getting way the fuck ahead of myself. Uh, we got emails this week. We got several emails, actually. So, uh, yeah, uh, Henry, if you wanted to contact us, how would you go about doing that via email?
1: That would be wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's
0: that email again, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds, down in the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. We got some emails this week, and since we kind of already popped the seal on it a little bit, we're going to start off with... This one comes in from Anonymous. I think most of ours come in from Anonymous this week, actually. But It's about mm-hmm. kind of ethically playing video games that have become controversial. Uh, dear Wicked Awesomecast. I'm sure the big topic this week, maybe so big it's the entire and only news thing this week, is the whole Blizzard PR fiasco. Previously, you've talked about Gearbox, Activision, and EA in this way, but since I don't really play games from those companies, it didn't directly affect me. Like Alex, I'm a long-time WoW player and dabbler in Hearthstone and Overwatch, and now, every time I open Battle.net, I feel gross. I'm not. I'm sure the official answer is no, but do you have any advice for getting past this conflicted feeling?
1: Okay, well, I mean, alright, so no. I, I, I'll go... I'd like to say something, yeah. because... I've actually, yeah, I already mentioned, I've taken the drastic step of deleting my account yeah. on on it. But I'm not necessarily asking everybody to delete their accounts because, like I said, it comes with the rather, you know, the, I have to say, very corrupt and unethical thing of they also take away everything you paid for. You already paid real money. Like, I paid real money, for example, for Overwatch, and that's gone Forever now, I can't. I can't reaccess it. I can't play it again. You know, and same goes for anything you would have bought through Blizzard on you know, on your Battle.net account. That it's that it's gone. So it's like, so my nuance part of my nuance take on it is, I don't blame you if you want to still play the games you literally already p- paid for. I mean, you paid real money for these games. You you know, and so like. If you already paid for something, still do that. Take advantage of it because you paid for it already. So you should you should get to take advantage of that. So I'm not telling everybody that they should follow in my footsteps, but I, but I will say that. But I, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah, you should play the games you paid for. Now, as far as with the you know the you know cognitive dissonance or you know however you're feeling when you're know, feeling torn in some way about it, it's like. For a lot of ways, sometimes the only way to protest for some people, myself included, seems to be to protest with my wallet. And so my thing was, feel you know, from this point on, like I don't want to give you any more money. Like I have, I, you know, it's like I've given you money in the past. You know, same as yeah, you know, I bought Borderlands two. I own Borderlands and Borderlands two. I'm not buying three because they're getting nails to the that it. For me already gotten to the point of I don't want to give you money anymore like I'm not willing to do that I want to vote with my wallet and so I think you know and that's and that's the you know part there it's like I have these games you know and you know and I have games I'm excited for or a game I want to continue playing with a you know a you know a subscription based thing but it's like I think it's a decision you have to make for yourself how much does a thing matter to you how much does and that's, and that's the toughest thing is, like, how much does what's going on in Hong Kong matter to you? Do you think it, you know, or also you're balancing, do you think it'll make a difference to Blizzard? Myself, I don't care if it makes a difference to Blizzard. I just can't, in for me personally, in good faith and in good conscience, I can't continue to buy their products. And, but I mean, that's the decision everybody's going to have to make is, you know, do you think you know a part of it is? Do you think it will matter to you, or if if do you think that you know, or it will matter to to Blizzard, and if you if that doesn't if that's not even in your consideration, does it matter to you. And how much do you think it should matter to you? And that's what's I think that's where you know I've read read some articles on this and where people are. It's like you know, it's like I have to decide how much this means to me and what that and and then. What that once I've kind of come to a better understanding of how I feel about this and what it means to me, how you know what actions do I think are correct to take, and I think that's up to everybody's decision. But you have to consider, yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's a there is nuance there. I'm I'm kind of known as like for social activism. I'm known as being very hardcore, like super hardcore. I don't expect everybody to be like me. I don't. I kind of would like that to a certain extent, but I can't expect that, and I think it's a little bit unfair to expect that. And so that's, you know, I wanted to give a bit, you know, say that, you know, despite my own leanings, like, I do have a nuanced take on this. I have thought about it pretty deeply. Yeah. is it can't, I had, to, I had to think about that, too. When pushing the, yes, I will delete my account button, I had to put all, I, I had spent time thinking about that. I spent, like, a good two days which is usually i get 48 hours before i make a lot of decisions and so in this one i i put a lot of thought into it i was like yeah that's the decision i made but it's up to you but all right so everybody else
0: i think alex probably uh, like of the three of us mm-hmm. alex is the most like yes i want to say directly impacted by this so i actually want to save you for the end because mine's gonna be real quick if that's okay alex yeah. mm-hmm so, so Of the three of us, I have the least impact on this one because I only have the Battle.net launcher installed to play Destiny, and I am super happy that Battle- Destiny's now on Steam for a whole myriad of reasons, and this is just fortuitous. I, I think in broad strokes, the idea of, like, I played Borderlands. Like, I didn't feel great playing Borderlands, and maybe that feeds into my having not finished Borderlands 3 yet kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. For us, it's a little bit weirder because we kind of have to talk about video games, and yeah. Sometimes we talk about popular video games, regardless of kind of the stigmas around them. And for better mm-hmm. or worse, of the three of us, I'm the one that's kind of got the least scruples when it comes to that. But also, unfortunately, the games I seem to like fall in the kind of controversial category with more frequency. So I'm used to it. And at least the way I go about dealing with this is in I don't get I, I try and separate the idea of The company is not necessarily the people that make the game, and those people have to get paid to kind of thing, and very often they don't get paid if games don't do well. So, like, it's a total cop-out, but, like, the idea of, at least my sale is hypothetically going to paying some coder and some designer and their paychecks, and then I just don't further support the game. Like, if DLC comes out for Borderlands 3, A, because I don't think it's good, but B, because the whole situation's just gotten totally off the rails, I won't be buying it, kind of thing. Like, it's... My initial investment has hopefully gone to covering people's kind of paychecks, and I don't need to keep buying in at that point. Like that, that's that At that point, it's a truly conscious choice, I think. Like, Overwatch, you already own it, and you can keep playing Overwatch, hypothetically, so long as you don't buy anything in the game ever again, hypothetically. And, again, like, this is where I get weird, too, because I kind of take the hard stance of, like, if you're truly pro- like, truly protesting, you have to kind of fully commit to it, and that's maybe not totally right, but it's how I operate. But, yeah, like, it's the WoW is a little more complicated, Hearthstone's a little more complicated, but if you like playing Overwatch, just don't spend more money on Overwatch. You're technically kind of, like, in the most kind of roundabout way of thinking, but you're bleeding Blizzard by not giving them more money and playing Overwatch because you're chewing up power and data on their server and stuff. Like, it's not a great justification, but if you carry a great deal about Overwatch, just don't put any more money into it and enjoy the game. But also, yeah, like, you it's important to think about these things. Like, I am super happy the Battle.net launcher is off my computer for a whole collection of reasons. Going all the way back to, I don't think Overwatch is as good as people think it is, but that's not the point of this whole conversation. Like, where I get hung up on things is when people decide games are bad and games are good based on who made them. Like, I, I think it's been a long time since I think Blizzard has deserved their Blizzard magic quotation, and also at the same time, like, I was willing to give Anthem a shot because Bioware was fine. It's like, oh, but it's EA bad. I'm like, yes, EA bad, and possibly Bioware bad, too, but, you know, they made Mass Effect, and will I do that anymore? No, but, like, Andromeda was bad, but not, like, so bad I wasn't able to give them the second chance. No third chances, admittedly, but yeah. Alright, Alex, you're up. Mr. Directly Impacted.
2: <sighs> so, this is really a mixed bag for me. Like I, totally in support of the the situation happening right now with like Hong Kong and all that. Like that that that's absolutely that. And and I totally agree that Blizzard's actions are completely stupid and all that. As such, um, I do still have my BlizzCon ticket though, because I want to watch that. Um, so I didn't request a refund on that. I did, however. Cancel my subscription that will end December 16th. So, if that's
0: massive, just saying, yeah. And I think that goes back to what I was talking about the idea where it's you've already paid through that point in time, kind of thing. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. no, that part's already, paid. yeah, yeah. yeah it, you, you've paid for it, that. and there's no guarantee they'll give you even that money back. It's kind of running out the clock. No, it's
2: point. actually once you pay it, it, you pay for six months, and that's it, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, that being said, I it's still something that I am weighing, but for the time being, to send the message, I did opt to cancel it. So, um, whether or not Blizzard makes things right and things will change, I will put it out there that I will happily resub if things change for the better. Uh, but for the time being, I, I just, it's, it was rough, man. Like, and I
0: think you're in. Yeah, I think you're indirectly bringing up an important point too, which is. Your view on this is allowed to change. Make sure it's changing for yes. the right reasons like like we've said numerous times in this podcast, there are a lot of reasons to not like Borderlands three the, the Randy Pitchford thing, like that whole ongoing lawsuit that's now no longer reason. You can still not like Randy Pitchford for a variety of reasons, but the lawsuit going away now means like you can't cite that one as directly like you can it can be in the back of your mind, but and there's plenty of other valid reasons too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Remember, we've covered several yeah. of the reasons on Borderlands. Yeah. But, I mean,
2: epic bad has always been my primary factor for that. One. But, but epic but, not bad no more. Epic good. So, am I buying Borderlands three now? I don't know.
0: Probably not. Like playing <laughs> Destiny <laughs> 2. I'll reinstall you know who the has epic a, client. You know, it's been pretty good lately, Destiny. Just, just throwing Destiny's that out been there. great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Need to play I don't a know. Loot like it's. I do, I, I am you know, for the time being right now, it's cancelled. Yeah. I'm still playing Let's... it because I'm still doing my raid stuff, but I made sure to put in my cancellation that the reason I was cancelling was because of the way this was handled. They give no. you an option to put that in there and the can, like, why are you cancelling? And I made sure to specifically put why I was cancelling.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also important to bring up the fact that like, uh, sorry wow, I've I playing on the name of the game. World of Warcraft is a big part of alex's life socially like it is a thing yeah he builds his weekly schedule on the same way i build my life around destiny occasionally like, i have my raid night alex has his raid nights yeah. kind of thing like it, and also
1: there's you know there's guilds yeah. guilds exist yeah those are real people in those guilds i'm a, you know and i'm there again like I'm, I'm aware of that like like i said that's why i'm you know as hardcore of a protester like social activist i am like i do have nuance to my views too I'm I'm not a total hard-ass, you know, when it comes to especially thinking about other people, and, yeah, and I'm also like, if you paid for something, go ahead and keep using it. It's like, I, I, I'm, I've set my, you know, my games on fire, but that doesn't mean everybody has to, to send a message.
2: Yeah, so, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Like, do I, am I a hypocrite? Am I not? Like, that's the thing. Like it it feels weird. And so I'm gonna have to definitely weigh on it weigh in on it for the next while and I just don't want to make it sound like it's a cop out. So I'm being perfectly no discreet on this one. It's just for the time being right now, it is currently set to be in.
1: Yeah. You're I mean the thing is is like I guess I'm less forgiving uh in a lot of ways, I guess, in certain things like this for like companies and sort of bad missteps. And so, but a lot of people that are keeping their accounts are like, but still, you know, doing things like you like you're doing like canceling their WoW subscription and you know, or you know, or something or another, or getting a refund on BlizzCon, whatever. Um, they that's taking a stand too, and that also sends a message. Yeah, especially like you know they rely on WoW con- consistent income for a lot of things because like, you know, they make a lot more on WoW's consistent income than they do on the occasional loot box by uh, of an Overwatch player. No, and I also think
0: the, like, thinking about it is important. Like, the fact that you are thinking about this, like, that's a big step in many ways for the general gaming public. Like, think about how many fucking Madden games get sold a year despite football controversy, EA controversy, Madden controversy, Labor controversy. NBA
1: controversy. We won't go into that, but,
0: yeah, yeah. We kind of did gloss over that some this week. Uh, Yeah, the the NBA is in a fight with the China now, too, sort of. But yeah, yeah. this is not really gaming-related, no. but yeah. We don't cover the sports ball here except hockey, and that's not so much anymore, <laughs> even. Jeff, I miss you. My hockey friend. Uh, anyone got more to say on this, or can we move on to our next one?
2: No, that's it.
0: Alright, cool. Next one is The Fates of the Division 2 and Borderlands 3. Eyes up, Guardians. While... Ch- uh, with Charlie back into what I'm assuming is full Destiny mode, it's seeming like Alex is slowly getting into the game more in a more meaningful way. I found myself wondering will the ultimate fate uh, of loot shooters, what the ultimate fate of loot shooters uh, were, ah, were with these two? Sorry, the wording's kind of weird. Just in case you're not sure exactly what I'm talking about, Anthem 3, Borderlands 3 Divisions, some Warframe stuff, and Monster Hunter Iceborne have all come out in the time span that's roughly been the last year. Everything except Ooh. Destiny seems to have fallen by the wayside, but I'm curious if you all have any final thoughts on the various Loot Shooter service games that you've played prior to Shadowkeep. Um, Anthem's still is promising as hell, but they're never going to deliver on it. Warframe, a bunch of the guys in the Destiny clan I play with, like we all are Warframe players, and we all say the exact same thing is, that game's real cool, but killing things in it sucks. Shooting in that game is bad. Melee in that game doesn't feel great. Like, second-to-second second gameplay doesn't feel good. The only saving grace is its movement system, which other games out there even do better than it. Uh, Borderlands 3, there's, like, I, if I'm playing a loot shooter, I'd rather just play Shadowkeep at that point because it cares about my choices. Like, I, I don't know. I, maybe Alex goes through this some occasionally, too, but, like, Borderlands has loot shooter light Systems where like there's no reason to grind ultimately except for the sake of grinding. Like at least Destiny gives you a reason to grind, which is to grow stronger and do harder stuff. Like once you've beaten Borderlands, there's no reason to really beat Borderlands a second time or third or fourth yep. time or to new new game plus. Like it doesn't change the game fundamentally in a major way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Division two just fizzled for me. What about you, Alex?
2: Um. Well, I mean, I'm I'm used to games and grind and go yeah. on and do a thing, so that's kind of what I'm used to, especially yep. with WoW. Because every time there's a new big patch, well, time to go through the same thing again. So, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really have anything to add any extra to it. Like, what do you, what is it you want to hear specifically
0: from me on it? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not the one that wrote the email, in, I guess like I, like so. What what did you play this year? You played. Destiny 2 and Division yeah. 2, Destiny I think? Two,
2: I did do, I did, I, I leveled up, I maxed out on Division 2 for a while, and then I got kind of bored of it. I didn't do any of the raids, but I did, like, reach top level, or max level, yeah. or whatever. But not gear-wise and mm. all that, but, um, let's see.
0: No, I, I think you're kind of echoing, I, I think you're getting at what he wanted us to answer, which is, like, just, like, I think in the case of the Vision, you and I both got to points where it was just kind of, uh, eh, nothing else to do, really. Don't really care.
2: Yeah. I mean, with, this, well, with Destiny 2 right now, it does feel different because I just want like, to like piggyback on a point you said earlier. When Destiny 2 first came out, you could get done with all your stuff for the week pretty quick, and then that yeah. was it. Now, there's tons of shit for you to do, almost to the point where, honestly, I had to ask my guildies what they do or my clanmates in, in Destiny 2, what they do, because it's just so overwhelming now. And right There's now it's in a weird so
0: spot, too, where the, like, what you do on a weekly basis is fucked because we're all still trying to gear up.
2: Yeah, so... it That part's odd, but... Some stuff is fairly consistent, so... Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, you reach a certain point, but, like, if the game is well done, I don't mind doing the, the mouse wheel, or the, you know, the mouse wheels so to speak. Like Dusty 2's the way it's doing right now feels really good. WoW progression has always felt pretty for the most part. Even with all the dumb shit they do, there's there's a path you can do. Um yeah, like old school WoW was really easy to kind of get through and do your thing, all that stuff. um New School WoW, there's too much stuff going on. It's just it's it's kind of a weird place because you have content drought from previous patches, but now in current patches you have like an overwhelming amount of things to do. Almost to the point where there's just so much to do for so many characters that, like, I don't even do alts anymore. Because it's just not worth it for me to want to do it. Because there's so much to do on the main character. Yeah. But I think Destiny 2, once I reach a certain point with my Warlock, I'll start on my Hunter or my Titan. But probably the Hunter. I don't want to have
0: anything extra added on that one. Nothing that got to the point of it. We got one more Destiny one for you and I, Alex. Um,. Destiny, up, good. Uh, yeah. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast, folks who play Destiny. Given the big Blizzard news this week, I am sure the topic of of what game Alex will take up raiding on next will be. If I remember correctly, Charlie seems to be really into raiding up until SK dropped, and now that he's taken Alex under his veteran raider wing, will we see streams of him sherpa and Ala- Alex through D2 raids? I'd be down. Yeah, I would be too, yeah. in all honesty. Honestly, yeah. if we could Henry a graphics card, I suspect he'd be in for that, too.
1: Yeah, I would. That's the thing, it's like, I'm still trying to save up money for a graphics yeah. card, but don't really, it's not in my budget no, yet. No, I get so. it.
2: Well, I'm waiting to get a newer card pretty soon, and if you want my RX 580, it's yours, dude.
1: Yo, yeah, I will totally, like, throw you some money for that.
2: Yeah, if you cover shipping, that's all I need. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so that, that would be awesome, Yeah, honestly. Like, I've been dying to play literally anything. That requires that a has, graphics
0: card. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is so many games. I mean, I've been so limited because I've been dying to play Des- Destiny 2. Like, seriously, like, I really seriously want to play that. As, as well as, like, I have my Terra account, which is just, like, gathering dust. You know, that's the MMO that I play a ton yeah. of. And so that's just, like, sitting there like, Please, please, sir. I would I'd love like to, to be played. played. But yeah, that's. So yeah, that'd, that'd be cool, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we will get that fixed again. Exactly, I don't know exactly when I'll get my new one because I'm kind of holding off for some of these really nice new AMD cards. But once yeah. I have that, if you still don't have a card, dude, you can totally have my old five, uh, RX
1: 580. Yeah, well, I would be really appreciative.
2: Yeah. No worries, senor. Yeah. Then we can finally get the uh, stream with all of them. Which, by the way, little fun tidbit on the, the stream thing there. Mm-hmm. You know who followed me recently and liked my stream for Facebook Gaming? Who? The guy in charge of Facebook Gaming for North America.
0: Interesting. Whoa.
1: Awesome.
2: So that was kind of cool. Yeah, he followed me on yeah. Twitter and all that. So. Interesting. Nice. So now, officially, Facebook Gaming, Mave Online, yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Fair enough. Uh, We have a special kind of collection of email now. It's two emails in two parts. Or it's one email in two parts, I guess, by the way of thinking it. I'm going to let you guess who this one's from, Alex, and I'll I'll reveal at the end. Hello, fuckers and Henry. (laughs) On a recent episode, Charlie discussed accosting children in an effort to cancel Halloween. My question is simple. What holiday are you canceling next and how do you plan on doing so? I expect true supervillainy. Second part. P.S. Tell Alex the following. I can't pronounce this. I will send it to you in chat. Uh, but yes. Uh, what 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 what, uh, what holiday are we ruining next?
2: <laughs> um, We're ruining holidays
0: now. Apparently, I think my yeah, talk about stealing hey. kids, uh, stealing candy from children last year on Halloween is what sparked this.
1: Yep, literally taking candy from a baby. <laughs>
0: hey, preteens.
1: <laughs> I would never take
0: candy from a baby. But, like, a middle schooler? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, alright, so the next holiday we ruin, and how can we
0: ruin it? Um,
1: you know, I don't... I don't want to... Christmas is too obvious of one.
0: I'm Jewish, so so I don't know how to ruin Christmas even except continue what I'm doing. (laughs) So... Hmm. Hmm. St. Patrick's Day is serve several duels. Ooh, St.
1: Patrick's Day. Ruin St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, we live in like, a, we we live in fucking LA, the land of the mocktail and like hard kombucha now, so yeah, people are doing it for us. Like, oh, we don't, we're a bar, but we no longer serve alcohol. We serve mocktails that cost thirteen yeah. bucks a piece and contain no alcohol or only borderline traces. Or the flip side, yo, we've taken White. this borderline alcoholic fruit juice health drink and made it
1: hard. Or you know, like White Claw. That's all I got to say. Nothing
0: wrong with White Claw. They're finally fixing the most important problems facing our society. What the fuck to do with seltzer? <laughs>
1: But yeah, sorry, White Claw is ruining, ruining everything too. Yep, that that's you know what, ruining, ruining alcohol is definitely the best way to ruin Saint Patrick's Day.
0: Um, yeah. Help out. Well, this message. Hmm.
2: Who sent this message?
0: Ha! So it's time to reveal it. Uh, Invader Gur, aka Fish or aka Chef. <laughs> what does it say? Uh. <laughs>
2: Uh, never forget that you promised me the best tacos that Los Angeles has to offer. It's
0: a threat. You yes, did. You did make that promise. There are recordings of it. Yes. Is he going to be there next week? Yeah, he's coming. I'm bringing tacos. There's a decent chance you got his girlfriend to actually figure out how to say that in Spanish for him, too.
2: Yeah. No, that's actually really well written.
0: Yeah. The yeah yeah that's that that's his girlfriend's fault. That's his girlfriend's job. Then. Yeah. I don't think I, Jeff I, has I'll that you, skill.
2: I'll tell you there was a lot of work into it because he actually put the accent, the tilde over the A. In Fair enough. So, mm. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know what holiday to ruin next.
0: Uh, Cinco de Mayo, which has already been ruined by white people. Well, oh,
1: yeah, sorry. That one's already Invented been and ruined. ruined. Yeah. Super, super ruined. No, oh, I, I, think, I
2: think if you really want to ruin, let's Let's take Black History Month and just a month of Blackface. Like, I think that'll really oh, ruin God. everything.
0: That's too far, but yeah. That's like, that's like Or just school in the South, I don't know which.
2: Yeah. Let's oh. just like if you want like, if you want to just Scorched Earth nuclear ruin,
0: let's just do that. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: release Song of the South in during Black History. <laughs> yeah, month. Henry oh, wins this
0: round. Henry wins this round. <laughs> that that is the yeah. worst thing you could
1: do. Um,
0: yep. What,
2: what
1: because you know they've dis—they've widely disavowed it. Song so, of like, the if South.
2: I—you if- have to fill me in on this.
0: Disney is this- made a, so a, pff, the Disney you know has a long and storied history of um, cultural this insensitivity. We'll throw it down, and mm. they have a movie called Song of the South, which is just
1: oh no—it's
0: hard it to is, describe oh, how no. racist that thing is in hindsight. Like uh, you know the song Zippity Doodah. That's yes. from Song of the South.
1: But, oh. these, but where it's. Uh, Song of yeah, the South
0: almost can be viewed as like a movie about how maybe people were better off being slaves.
2: Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. It's Henry ruins ruins that awful. Rhythm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I know how to ruin a holiday. Yeah. Oh. Song of the South
0: is a winner. You ruin Hanukkah oh by reminding God. people the movie fucking Hebrew Hammer exists. I think you ruin Hanukkah easily. This Hebrew <laughs> Hammer is a garbage movie that makes people it makes families stop talking to each other.
1: That's a I've never heard of that.
0: It's real bad. It shows up in Comedy Central every once in a while. It is I, I suppose some people might find it funny, but it's also just kind of a bad it It is the scary movie of Jerry of um not Jerry, of, of Jewish stereotypes kind of like forced Ooh. into a plot of some kind that you're like, Yep. <sighs> Instead of doing cocaine, they're doing allergy medication. Yeah, that 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 is like the the best line in the entire movie. Is someone picks up the phone and you have hear them mumbling on the other side, and the main character goes like, "Fucking spit the hard candy out of your mouth." And the guy does, and then speaks normal. It's like, "Yeah, I, yep." That's a low bar too. Like it's not a great line, but it's the best part of that movie. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's talking to my grandmother."
2: So are we gonna monkey paw all the holidays now? Is what's going on here?
0: I think that's what we're being asked to do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're
1: we're 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 already. I think we've. I think we've, we've covered <laughs> a lot of the major ones that people actually care about. See, that's the thing. It's like when we start getting to obscure holidays, nobody really cares. I
2: I, like, I think I, I think we nailed it. And speaking of nailed it, we can hang out bloody lowercase T's during the holidays. Winter season that might work. I heard that's that's a big thing.
0: Hmm. Just reminds Jewish yeah. people. I mean, if we're, we're just
2: gonna ruin all of it, let's just let's just throw it all in the, in the dumpster fire. Essentially, is what we're doing right now. The U.S. Yeah.
0: government's yep. done a great job of ruining Fourth of July and Veterans Day for me. So, uh, yeah. need for me to work on that one myself, even. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Sometimes things we don't even have to try. Living Already in done. L.A. has
0: made me hate Easter in ways I never did previously. <laughs> Mostly because I did not expect LA to respect Easter the way it does. Mm, yeah, um, Easter was just
2: an excuse to hide eggs. <laughs> that's what I,
0: <laughs> dude. Easter growing up being Jewish and like living around Easter but never celebrating it to get yeah. people
2: to buy eggs into egg propaganda.
0: Dude, Easter is one of those holidays that when you're growing up Jewish, you do not get. Even as an adult, I'm like, I understand what Easter is, but like how you celebrate Easter, I'm like. You understand you're in a cult, right? Like, this is some culture. No, no, someone dresses up as a rabbit, and you murder the rabbit? No, no, the rabbit hides eggs. Yes, a thing that rabbits are not known for doing in nature at all, and the eggs are like eggs? No, they're candy now, and children find them.
1: But also you still boil eggs and also color them, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, Which I've actually done. Yeah straight up all that's missing Um, is
0: like some white person to tell me yeah and then you murder one of the children the the children that finds the most eggs he's the sacrifice for the harvest god oh that makes sense
1: you have you know christmas trees and santa claus so i mean shit yeah it's like what that does that have to do with literally anything it's like who cares so it's like yeah nonsense
2: Santa Claus was started by creepy uncles to have an excuse to have children sit in their lap.
1: Oh, no. Alright, have we ruined holidays enough yet?
2: <laughs> I, I think we got Christmas pretty good. Right, I, I think, think we got I Easter. I think should just
0: remind everyone the pagan roots of things and then get into fights with them about it and then be like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Invite vegans to Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I go to Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: There they're, they're are nice vegan options.
0: Not in my family. Uh, I see. I can eat stuffing. Yeah, yeah, you're not vegan though. You're vegetarian. The vegan adds a whole other aspect to it. I look forward to hearing about the Beyond Turkey this
2: Thanksgiving. They're yep. Beyond's well, crushing well, it with the Carl's Junior Burgers and all that.
1: Well, there's already that already exists a giant Beyond you know. Turkey. Well, not like a giant one, but I mean, tofurkey is already a thing.
2: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, as well as, like, other brands, like, Quarn has their own, like, turkey roast as well, like, fake turkey roast. So, I mean, this, that's already been around, like, that's, that's done. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, in case everybody didn't know that's listening, I am a vegetarian, so. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I I go to, I go to all sorts of food things. I just, you know, sometimes I just end up having to eat side dishes, but whatever. You know, I don't care. I just like to be
2: there. <laughs> really, really off topic, but really quick. I'll just throw it in there. I went to a fish market one time because a bunch of my coworkers wanted to go there. I don't eat seafood, so I just ordered a plate of fries and some bread. And they look <laughs> at me like, what the fuck is wrong welcome, with you? And I'm like, I don't welcome. eat seafood, so I'm eating the things off the menu I can't eat. <laughs> welcome
1: to my world. <laughs> How how is it? How is it? You're, how was it,
2: Alex? How'd it feel? You know what? It was not so bad. You reminded yeah, me of the not, John Mullaney bit it? where it's no.
0: like, you don't drink. Um we have this container of flowers. Would that be something you'd enjoy?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. So Yeah, yeah that's the thing, yeah. yeah. I don't really care. I'm a vegetarian that really, really super doesn't care.
0: Thank you with gracing us with your presence, Jeff, and writing in and all that jazz. And thank you, everybody else. Yes. Thank
1: you to Anonymous and Anonymous. I said Anonymous?
0: Yes. We enjoyed your emails. It was a fun week to get emails because, well, the rest of the week wasn't fun. Like, I, I, I wish there was a way for us to publish our chat log leading up to the podcast because, like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm at fucking Baby Metal and you guys are fucking popping off with shit. And I'm like, I don't have time to read this right now. I'm going to send a picture of Baby Metal and <laughs> go back to watching the show
1: oh i didn't know that all right so that even adds another element yeah. to it i didn't realize that was some of that was happening while you were that at the that was a concert. thing i
0: was looking at like 10 seconds i'm like I, I i there's a platform with dancers on it shooting sparks and fire i cool yeah yeah i think that does it for this week though uh who wants to take us out this week? Uh, anyone got anything they they want to talk about before we close it out? Um, um
2: no. Other than like, I won't. Re- I don't think I'll really be streaming a lot this week. Obviously, this weekend I won't be doing re- my ratings, so I won't be doing any normal re- weekend streaming because I'll be at yeah. Carly's. Worth reminding, um, we're
0: not doing a podcast next week. We will return in not one week but two with a vengeance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Other than that, of uh, Facebook gaming. I'm streaming stuff on there now, and now that I have a guy who follows me <laughs> on
0: there, I'm gonna pimp the shit out of it, baby. Is this like fucking Tom's friends on MySpace? Like he just friends anyone who uses the process.
2: Yes. <laughs> so yeah. No, that's uh that's it for me. Other than just Mave Online, social media is everywhere.
1: Uh yeah, I am yeah, I am Kraken Zero, that's Z E R Zero on on Facebook and on Instagram. And on Twitch, I am Nomad Har, that's Nomad H-A-R, and I am planning on streaming some making of the May costume that I'm planning on wearing to the protest. So I'm, I'll be assembling some materials this week, and I'll probably be streaming at least some of the making of, but yeah, I will we'll be posting on my social media whenever I go, go online, whenever I start streaming, so yeah. that's a thing.
0: And I don't pump pimp it much, but most of my social media stuff is under Mordax still, M O R D four K. All my gaming stuff now is Mordak Undivided. No fancy letters or numbers as letters in there. Um, if you want pictures of my wedding, that's probably the first place to go find stuff. I also have Baby Metal pictures up, and there will be pictures of a Monomarth and Arch Enemy up before the next podcast goes up because. That's essentially what me and my fiance then wife will be doing for our honeymoon because we are busy individuals who can't afford to go anywhere in the near future. Mm. Yeah, Viking metal. Yeah. All right. I think that does it for this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Who wants to close us out? Cue the battle. (laughs)